Hey everyone, welcome to the Dear Warren podcast, where we do backseat parenting. We share stories, principles, parables, and lessons and pass them down to my son Warren. But most important, importantly of all, ugh, we try to have fun and hope you do too. This episode features our good friend Felice Bettenbender. Felice is a mother, fitness trainer, and you've probably heard her voice reading you a young adult audiobook growing up to you at some point. We get into that later. This episode, Felice and I had a deep dive discussion about growing up, dealing with race and gender issues, parenting, and how she's raised her wonderful kids and how I'm attempting to form a template based off of uh, what she's done because they've turned out so amazing. And of course, so much more. Listening back, one of my favorite parts of this was hearing her story about going from uh, her major of IT at MIT to just saying, eh, I'm tired of this, and going into acting at what seemed like the drop of a hat. So please enjoy as we present to you Felice Bettenbender. This is the Dear Warren Podcast. Hi, I am here with Felice. Uh, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How thank are you so you? much for making it out. I'm, d- I'm doing well. As we were, uh, I was struggling a bit with the mic there. As much as <laughs> you came in and you were so gracious, you were complimenting my uh, podcast studio dining room table. And, um, <laughs> and one of the first things that happened was that as we were checking the connections, I just had this nasty buzz coming through my mic and, and it just pretty much shows the level of professionalism that I keep with this. And yeah. I, and I, uh, give a thumbs up to you for putting up with it. No, it's fine. It's real. Eki. It's real. It's I real. Like it. And you were, you're used to this though, because you yeah, did yeah. mention, um, before, before all my guests, I always ask them, have they ever done anything like this before? And mm-hmm. you had, of course, you brushed it off. And you're like, man, I'm a recording artist, you know? So <laughs> No, no, I didn't say recording artist, but no, I used to act and I did some uh, recorded books and some voiceovers. So, but it was a very long time ago. Was there so. anything that, that maybe Warren has listened to or uh, anyone uh, should probably uh, look in their back catalog that, hey, yeah, this is actually the credentials uh, that you've, you've done? Not Warren yet, because they were mm-hmm. young adult books. Okay. Um, but they're still out there. Uh, someone actually just messaged me recently saying she found um i guess through her library or something she was listening for audiobooks and she was Mm -hmm. like wait a minute i know this voice (laughs) i was like oh it's cool and now you have another one that uh, you could recommend to her oh by the way i'm I'm doing a a first podcast (laughs) that it it goes along that way and uh you were coming you've been training today on a mother's day on Father's day uh to but then again no you 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 cancel class right how what was yeah. everything going on there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I trained a couple of people privately and then had a strength and conditioning class. And the class I canceled was boxing. Um, mm. Because I found in the past, we have a mix of men and women. And in the past, we've had all the women show up on Mother's Day because they want to box on Mother's Day. <laughs> and the men never show up because they're taking their wives out to brunch or whatever, mm-hmm. which is nice. Not a criticism. But, you know. The first thing that came to my mind was also you probably want to cancel class because in case anyone just uh, gets a little too crazy and leaves a shiner, like the last thing you want to do have (laughs) around Mother's Day brunch or whatever it is, is a nice shiner. (laughs) What'd you do for Mother's Day? I got punched in the face. That's that's all we do. Regular day. Yeah. And uh, what, there was something that I wanted to mention that today is uh, unfortunately a dreary day. It is. And it has the weather where it keeps everyone inside. And I was just uh, uh, joking with Jess that of Mother's Day, 
dreary. Everyone's stuck inside. And I, and I was joking that imagine on Father's Day, if it's just like a beautiful day, right? right. Nice, clear skies. <laughs> and the dad just goes, uh, I don't want to do anything today. I just want to, you know, stay inside. <laughs> just want to watch. I feel like Mother's or... Day is always kind of rainy, though. Is it? I think so. I don't really remember, I don't remember Mother's Day in particular, but uh, in our town, there's an mm-hmm. eco fair that always happens mm. uh, the day before Mother's Day, and it gets rained out every year. Well, they still have it, but it's like thundering and raining. So I think Mother's Day has a bad track record. But how have your Mother's Days been? Because um, I've had been on in the past, Mm -hmm. and I've uh, uh, give lots of praise to your children. Oh, as far as the the, their just their character and and yeah, absolutely great kids. Mm -hmm. So if anything, if there's one day where the they they definitely have to praise you for being a great mom is today. Has there anything been done yet? Are you, do you have any plans for today? Or is this it yeah. where it's like, you know, leave me alone. I want to yeah. do a podcast. <laughs> no, we usually go out to dinner. We're pretty low-key on Mother's Day mm-hmm. and Father's Day, uh, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, you know, which is fine with both of us. I think, you know, it's fine when people want to celebrate a lot. You know, if that's, if it, that's what it means to them, that's mm-hmm. great. Go do it. I think for us, you know, we kind of just... Like hanging out, you know, do a little something, have dinner. You know, I stumbled on my daughter's uh, Mother's Day card she made for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to wake her up this morning and uh, I was actually proud of her because, you know, I've told her in the past in terms of schoolwork and everything, you know, like it's okay if you don't remember everything, right? If you forget things, you know, like that itself is not a character flaw. Okay. But it's what you do with it, you know, like I know, like I keep lists like crazy, you know. Uh, if someone tells me something, a lot of times it looks crazy, but I'll text it to myself because like, mm-hmm. I know I'll turn around and I'll forget. So I said, oh, absolutely. yeah. So I, you know, I tell her like, it's okay if you don't remember everything, but you need to find a way to remember. So when I went mm. up to her room to wake her up this morning, her, the mother's day card was right at the top of her stairs, I guess. So she would remember to give it to me. <laughs> so I was like, yes. <laughs> On, on on top of all that, I'm, uh, I forgot my dad's birthday one year. Oh, no. <laughs> that was in the past, like, five or six years. Oh. I do remember that. Oh. And, uh, yeah, exactly. Was, and was I'm sure upset? you, as a mom, would be scolding me right now. Like, how <laughs> dare you? Was he upset, though, or did he yeah, care? Of yeah, course. yeah. In, his, in his own way, he was... My, my dad's a low-key as yeah. well, too. But in his own way, he it was... It was kind of like, what the F, dude? Like, yeah. really? <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, yeah, and, I can see that. And I, I have a, I have a um, as you just said, it's okay to forget, just have a way to remember. I do have yeah. a way to remember now. Uh-huh. What's that? Jess's birthday is two days before his <laughs> oh. <laughs> So I get a, 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 bunch of, <laughs> I get a bunch of reminders. I get, and now we get to, pa- this past week, we get to package it all together now, too. So... Uh, so we do a combo of her and, and his birthday. So, nice. but, nice. um, ever since then, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things you forget it the first time. You're never going to forget yeah. it oh, no. later no, on. No. So, well, I ask you because, uh, it was a genuine question because my mm. dad is very low key, but he really <laughs> did not like his birthday acknowledged. What you know? is that? That, yeah. that is that something where, where I think don't acknowledge at least my dad don't acknowledge it but remember it but just you know you know just don't just don't make a big deal out of it yeah 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 
What do you think that yeah. character uh, trait is? It's a. Uh, you know, I think a lot of it is just personality. You know, <coughs> I don't want to make some broad cultural generalization. I'm going to do it after I'm you do. To. Don't yeah. worry. I'll do <laughs> well, that for you. Actually, I said I wasn't going to, but now <laughs> I'm going to. I think some <laughs> of it is a cultural thing. Yes. You know, um, my parents are uh, Chinese from Taiwan, and they're very much about the kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to them, we're, we're still the kids. So, you know, even, you know, like I, I send my mom flowers for her birthday, for Mother's Day, and she's still like, ah, don't spend your money, you know, a phone call is fine. Um, so it's both. I think it's definitely my dad's personality. You know, he was, uh, he, he passed, so he, he, he mm. was a professor and kind of the, almost the stereotype of, you know, the nerdy mm-hmm. professor, very earnest, very bookish, you mm-hmm. know, very reserved. Um, so it's definitely his personality, but yeah, there's that cultural piece as well, which I think you were saying is yeah. Uh, my my dad is uh, Japanese and also okay. from Thailand as well too, which is different okay. than uh, what you just said, Taiwan. As <laughs> a lot of people, oh, yeah. this is the same thing. Well, yeah. There you go, Warren, and all Warren's <laughs> friends, whoever listening to this right now, get your <laughs> geography you together. I suck at does geography. Anyone, I, does well, anyone ever think they're the same thing? Absolutely. You'd be no. so, you'd be shocked at the at at, at the. No. At the yeah, the, the oh intersection of, of that, it comes up. Come on! Wow, I've never heard that. You've got me right, who you think is like a a, a, a decent person, forgetting his dad's birthday. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people out there that, <laughs> that don't realize that Taiwan and Thailand are the same, are are not the same thing. Are are different? They're very so, different. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I wanted to ask about the uh, the specific phrase that you just said where uh your uh parents as you said they still kind of said oh well you're just kids still Mm, to mm -hmm, them in mm -hmm. in a way and that it resonated with me because it it was i do remember my dad always even after graduated college even Mm. after you know i kind of had my first quote job or career where everything was kind of like churning along Nothing mm-hmm. really bad was was happening. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, dad, be mm-hmm. me out of jail. Dad, you sure, know, do sure, this. Yeah. But it was. You, I could always. There was always a sense of like he did still see me as a kid. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. Yep. Yep. And I was wondering, what is that? As far as with <laughs> with, with with your side, or if if you've noticed. Yeah, I've definitely noticed that. Uh, for me personally, it seemed to change um, when I got married. And then definitely more hmm. so when I had my own kids. Um, and for my parents, I think it was just that very traditional, okay, now you're a grown-up with grown-up responsibilities, even though I was before that, you know. I had a job. I, you know, owned property. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Uh, for them, it was, you know, I think they wanted to see certain markers I'm going to ask this question just because I've noticed it the way uh, my myself and my sister was raised too. Do you think it has mm-hmm. something to do with uh, uh, seeing how their son turns into adult versus their daughter turning into adult? Do you think there's a, a different criteria that, uh, okay, you're no longer a kid when it comes to being a daughter or a son? Um, I'm not so sure. Uh because I think my my brother, I have an older sister and a younger brother. And mm. I think my brother kind of went through the same thing. Yeah. Although I'm not positive, speaking for him. I got gotcha. you. You know, I think my sister did. Mm. Uh, but yeah, my brother. Yeah. 
for myself. I do remember that it was a result of me not checking in with my dad for like uh, a good month and a half where I didn't have to, because oh, okay. it would, mm-hmm. would always be like, hey, dad, you know, I forgot this at home okay. or I miss this. Can I borrow some or can you help me out with this? Oh, okay. Okay. But eventually after like a month and a half, it was, he called me. I was like, Hey, you're all right. <laughs> I'm all right. Dad. You haven't asked me was, for anything lately. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good. All right. And so that up. was kind of the, I the could turning tell, point for you? I could tell then it was, he started treating me differently then. Oh, okay. that, at, at that point he was, I think it was like a worry thing. Uh-huh. Now that I think about it, he was just uh, more worried uh, about, uh, my sister at the time because she kept doing that she kept asking okay. like oh dad i need this oh dad i need sure. this and all, even okay. though she did have her own career own uh-huh. own job married and everything as okay. well too at a certain point it got to like when are you going to stop like asking me for something yeah, to yeah, yeah. so then i can differentiate between you being a kid then and you being you know an adult now so maybe that's what it is maybe okay. it was the necessity of always having to be in contact and asking for something right yeah, that's a good point. Is your sister older or younger? Younger, by younger. two years. Yep. Okay. And you thought the transition was earlier with you or with her? I don't know. I think it it, it was probably earlier. Actually, yeah, obviously because I had the two-year lead uh, on sure, her. Right, so right. It, it happened sooner. But it was, it was just something that I absolutely noticed as far as uh, that question that I had for you. When do you think at a certain point that... They stopped treating you, they being our parents, stopped mm-hmm, treating mm-hmm. us as kids. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not sure if that's a, a cultural thing or if it's across all parents thing. I think it's mainly uh, one of the principles of being a parent. Like, hey, when are you going to stop asking me for stuff? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, in a nice way, uh, my mom still treats us like kids in that uh, when we go visit, you know, she uh, always wants to you know, have her kitchen stocked with whatever we want to eat or drink, and she wants to, you know, cook for us. Um, you know, if we go out to dinner, you know, she always feels like she needs to pick up the check. But she always, you know, I've noticed, like, in the past, if she's visiting us, she says, no, 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 we're the guests. We should pay for dinner. Hmm. And if we're visiting them, she says, no, 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 you're the guests. We should pay for dinner. <laughs> no, Mom. <laughs> it's one of those things where you think she just... It, it's just in them. It, it never leaves. Like wanted to, the the care, wanted yeah, to take yeah. care. Yeah, yeah, and it's very them. nice. It's mm-hmm. very nice. As far as your kids being brought up, being very well, as as I said, praising for their character and their behavior. I think it was uh, at it's very nice of you. Just just at uh, a, a barbecue, especially uh, Jack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Asking, I, I think he has permission. Like, hey, can I can I go and just finish reading this book on World War II planes, which holds a dear <laughs> dear place in my heart because that's that's what I grew up uh, uh, reading and playing video games okay. uh, about. Was there anything in particular where, um, at a certain point, that you said to yourself, "This is how these are the things I'm definitely going to be instilling in my kids. These are either main principles." just like this baseline that I'm going to be sticking to, to this. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I think, um, I mean, I don't think there was anything really cut and dried, like a moment in time where I could say, you know, I want mm-hmm. to do A, B and C. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in general, we always talk to our kids like they're people, you know, instead of little kids. And 
I guess we've always kind of expected them to treat other people as people too, mm. you know, which I know is hard for kids because kids are by nature self-centered. They, you know, they have to be. They can be they mean to too. Be, right? <laughs> you know, but I, you know, I think very early on we kind of just expected them as much as they could, you know, to realize that, you know, everyone around them is a person also, you know, they have their own wants and needs and, you know, personalities and, um, you know, and then honestly, I just have to give them credit because they're their own people. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to be good parents, but, um, you know, ultimately they're, they're their own people and we got very lucky. They're good. They're good people. You know, they're awesome. I was, there was that one story that I said where they went out to take, they took Hobbs for a walk mm-hmm. <clears throat> along with Jess and, uh, uh, Jack had the greatest question ever. And, uh, no, not greatest question, greatest observation. Yes. You know what's funny about dogs? And, and then Jess goes, no, what's funny about dogs? He goes, they're always naked. <laughs> and Jess is looking at Hobbs and he's like wagging his tail, you know, just with one collar. I go, no, you're right. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Just. I think both of our kids are really good company, uh-huh. you know, and again, I'm not saying that to, you know brag as a parent just an observation like they're they're cool people you there's know? they've you you have done something some subconsciously where you know obviously this is mother's day so i am raising you as a a, a mom as mother in in raising them there's something that i read before uh or i heard where one of the one of the best things you can do for your kids is to uh raise them in a way where other people, especially adults, enjoy having them around, mm. which is huge. And I don't know mm. if there's something uh, specific that suddenly sparked in your in your mind. I do remember uh, a lesson that Jess taught me when we were first starting to like date, mm-hmm. and immediately after I saw the effects of this lesson, I was like, "We are we have to pass this down." like to to warn or if we ever have any future kids Mm -hmm. and that was whenever you show up to uh a guest at someone's house unless explicitly told not to never come empty-handed right Uh uh-huh yeah yeah yeah. to 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 be fair i was i was Mm -hmm. actually never taught that myself Mm -hmm. it was Uh never explicitly told to me Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if it's like Mm -hmm. a cultural implicit thing Mm-hmm. So that was one. Mm-hmm. And then the number two thing is, as soon as you walk in, uh, especially if they're preparing meals or uh, even even if they're not doing anything, mm-hmm. I always ask whoever's hosting, do you need any help? Yes. I have noticed that from both of you. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and it's and, lovely. It's and lovely. It's, it's, it's something where... where it was also greatly appreciated on my part whenever like we would invite mm-hmm. people over too, and and then I started noticing it too. Oh man, mm-hmm. these people there was hey, you need any help back? Oh, Jess, you need any help? Even though mm-hmm. I go, no, 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 I got right, it, I got right, it. Right, right, It was just always afterwards when they leave. I'm like, oh, it was so nice of so and so to ask. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> just this amazing. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Oh my gosh. So yeah. yeah, well, I guess it goes in line with that whole you know what we were just saying. Mm. Uh, you know, realizing that people around you are people too. Mm. You know that they may have needs or wants that, you know, you should be aware of. It's not, it's not always about you. And even out of those two things, like I said, it was, it was always a pleasure to have your kids around, right? It was, 
And I'm, and you probably get that compliment a, a lot from 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 other people as well too. But it, it's it's a it's a specific focus specifically in in parenting to ensure that your your kids uh, and that's it's the flip side because I've I've ran into them where it's like so and so is coming over and I go oh hmm, okay <laughs> oh great right, right. you're kind of um, bracing yourself right <laughs> so yes. <laughs> exactly that's a good word bracing yourself for it um uh most recent news is uh uh warren got bit by my kid in daycare no. uh, about oh, a week no. or two ago yeah oh, no. there's a serial biter in daycare oh great yes. oh man how mm-hmm. was warren was he okay was he was fine it was yeah. he was like uh this was a relatively like new kid uh-huh. and um they, they were getting along fine and then all of a sudden um just described the look on warren's face it was it, it was like he just looked at him like why would you do me like this oh. why not not like oh, angry like well, i wanted yeah, to it was just yeah, like yeah, yeah. why would you bite right. me yeah yeah, yeah. And Which it was it's it, a perfectly appropriate response. And I remember getting the the news. I was texted this, and then uh, I was talking to some of my other friends at the time too. And like, yeah, Warren just got bit twice. And then my friend twice. goes, he goes, he goes, dude, it's only eleven a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot more hours in the day. What's going to happen? <laughs> so it was, it was, it was a bit of that of like I'm. Well, you know, I can't uh, uh, fairly judge uh, the parents of, of this yeah, kid, but at the right, same time, right. as a, a parent on my side, I got to look out for for my kid, give him rabies oh, yeah. shots and everything as well too. <laughs> but um, that's an example in my book of if you don't. Especially these years, between I guess the years of like two and four or mm-hmm. something, like very formative years yeah. of they've they've got to they're, they're like figuring out how to interact with people yeah, and yeah. and what what is good and 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 what not to do. Should I? And and I think mm-hmm. one of the th- things I'm focusing on is ensuring that whenever Warren's around, that mm-hmm. I'm not only w- watching Warren, I'm watching everyone's reaction to mm-hmm. Warren because. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have that of you bracing, as, as you said. Oh, <laughs> no, Warren is coming over. Oh doll. boy, no. you know. Well, first so. of all, he's a doll, so mm. there. Thank you. you. know, there's nothing to worry about there. But uh, yeah, it's you know, and we're sitting here talking about this, but I'm also in the back of my head thinking that um, as a, an Asian parent, I mean, I'm American, but mm-hmm. you know, of Asian descent, and especially as a woman, you know, I try to balance it with letting my kids know that, you know, you deserve to be there too, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, I think there's, uh, especially as an Asian woman growing up in this country, like you're treated a lot of times like, you know, you don't deserve a place anywhere, right? Or um, Interesting. you have, yeah, or Go you on. have less yeah. right to be there, you know? So that's something that I've um, not struggled with, but I've become much more aware of as an adult that, you know, like I used to have a habit of saying sorry all the time, mm. you know, reflexive, just sorry. So I'm like, no, you know, you don't need to say sorry all the time. Like, you know, things happen and um, you don't need to over apologize. You don't need to justify your, your existence somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess on the flip side of all that, like, I, yes, I want them to be aware of everyone around them, but also to know that they mm. have a place too. you know, like you're allowed to, speak up if you need to, you know, you're allowed to occupy space around yes. other people. Absolutely. And that, that gets into the whole, you know, um, 
being Asian in this country, you mm-hmm. know, I think that's kind of a, not kind of, it is a stereotype of Asians in this country that, you know, they can be pushed around a little bit. They're meek, you know, you can kind of do whatever you want and they'll, you know. They'll Did you hear my up. college story about my, I actually didn't really ever, outside of like, you know, people hearing my last name or something and murdering mm-hmm. my last name <laughs> right. and then making, right. uh, uh, oh, you must watch Karate Kid or something. Whoa, and oh. then doing the you know, yeah, like that. Yeah, Outside yeah. of that, it was ne- I, I never really ran into it. The, the only, okay. the, the one that kind of affected me was kind of like the subtle one, mm-hmm. where uh, I was at a party with uh, freshman year, and mm-hmm. a couple of my friends we were talking to some girls, and one girl, mm-hmm. uh, my friend was hitting on her, and he goes, "Oh, what do you think of my friend here? Oh, he's cute." And then, "What do you think of my friend here? Oh, he's cute, too." Mm-hmm. Oh, and then uh, to me, mm-hmm. he goes, "Oh, what do you think of my friend uh, here?" And she looks at me, and she. Obviously, everyone's uh, drunk and everything as well. Mm-hmm. But she, she she looks at me. She 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 studies me, and then she goes, mm-hmm. "Very studious." No, studious. Yep. Oh my gosh. Um, oh and, gosh. And, and, and all my friends wow. were, were, were were cracking up, and I, I was caught <laughs> off guard for a bit. And then I I, I recovered a bit by by saying, "How did you know I'm going to study after this?" You know. So, um, but wow. after after that, after that one. Here's here's the thing. Here's the most important part of it. Um, uh, my friend pulled me aside because he saw that I was a little like in that moment. I was a little like, "What the f- what the yeah, fuck?" You yeah, yeah, sure. And then uh, my friend goes, he, he goes, "Don't even." He goes, "Don't even let that get to you." You, mm-hmm. he goes, "You're a, you're a cool kid. Don't let don't let her. You know, don't let don't nice. let that being yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the 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 race or, or culture thing ever mm-hmm. get to you." He goes, he goes nice. "You're a cool kid." And and I, it's still nice. always kind of like it took me a while to for it to really like sink in, mm-hmm. and then whenever I would strike out with girls, like after that point, I always remembered that, and I would always mm-hmm. realize that it wasn't like oh she didn't like me because I was Asian or oh you know she mm-hmm. prefers like this other ethnicity mm-hmm. or something. I really mm-hmm. I would retrace my if the first thing mm-hmm. I would do I retrace my steps and I'd be like. Oh my God, I screwed up by like being too needy here or being too, mm-hmm. you know, something mm-hmm. on, that mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was mm-hmm. like me that mm-hmm. I screwed that up. I said right. something wrong. Yeah. I came across as, mm-hmm. you know, too much of an asshole or too, mm-hmm. too meek on, like I did it. Not because mm-hmm. I'm Asian, right, right, but right. I, yeah, I did it. I right, did it. Right. So I absolutely agree that, yeah, that, that th- th- certain things can be said. <laughs> As you, I saw your face. They were, were like, "Oh my God, she said that to you!" I'm like, yeah, absolutely said that yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, but I, I think a, a key part is just like your your reaction to that. It's like, all right, it's it's there. Absolutely. How you how are you going to yeah. react to that? You yeah. know. Yeah. So and choosing your battles too. Mm-hmm. You know, is it worth it to address this? I mean, was you know, the, was there a specific instance or something that you remembered in in your past where you felt that stereotype or where you said that, man, I react to that situation by saying I'm sorry and like, huh? Was there something? Uh, yeah. I mean, <coughs> just in terms of um, you know, prejudice. I mean. Oh. You know, I don't say this to, you know, make anyone feel bad for me or anything, but it's an observation. My mm. One of my earliest memories is being in nursery school and being um, racially harassed by an adult. You know, oh. so, yeah. Mm. And I remember as a little kid, mm. like looking at this grown man who was, you know, making the little slanty eyes at me. Oh, and my The God. little ching chong noises. Jeez. And, you know, I was whatever, yeah, yeah, three yeah, years yeah. old. And I remember yep. just looking at him yep. like, you know, like I knew it wasn't right. 
Mm-hmm. I was too young to say anything, you know, mm-hmm. but I remember just staring at him. And, you know, uh, I mean, that kind of stuff has happened all my life, you know. Mm. So I guess that's why, uh, you know, with my kids, um, you know, I have kind of my Asian version of the black parents talk with them, you know, mm-hmm. very different issues, you know. Um, <laughs> sorry. But, um, yeah. Sorry if you heard that laugh going on because I have, <laughs> because you just said something that like, I'm mm-hmm. trying to describe this type of, kind. you said, I have my Asian version of the, of the black uh, guys. The, yeah. Uh, talk. Black parents talk. Yeah. Black parents talk. I have my version of that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you go ahead. You go first. <laughs> I'm like, how do I describe this? Yeah. yeah. What you describe, that's well, the talk. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. And I say that because I think, you know, especially lately, more people are aware of what the black parents talk means. So it's mm-hmm. kind of an easy mm-hmm. shortcut to describe it. And again, it's like I said, it's very different issues. And I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm playing. so ready to hear this story. <laughs> well, I'm not trying yes. to play a game of like, oh, our issues are worse than black people's or <laughs> no, any, you know, if anything, I think, you know, uh, I'm sure black as you explain Americans this story, have, yeah, they're, yeah, they're going to realize like, oh, worse, this is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Have a much worse <laughs> mm-hmm. time. But, you know, I think the, the Asian stereotypes are, you know, that we can kind of push you around. And um, for my daughter in particular, you know, I get nervous uh, hmm. because. There's definitely um, that kind of Asian female submissive stereotype that goes on, and it manifests in sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that's all kind of intertwined and kind of gross. (laughs) Did you did you ever find out the origins of that, of where that that stereotype Um, comes from? You know. It just, from my experiences, I know a lot of the harassment I've gotten um, has been from uh, people who, I mean, we're talking about, you know, an older generation now, Mm -hmm. but people who served in the military overseas and the stereotypes of, you know, the Asian prostitutes Mm -hmm. or, you know, so every Asian woman must be like that. Like, you're at my disposal kind of thing. I I had read Um, something that there was a a literary work. I forgot the, the actual... A specific title and um but this literary work was very popular in western culture and uh it was it had a main like female asian character who was very submissive and exactly as you were talking about so it was kind of like the most popular form of media at the time mm-hmm. that everyone had read mm-hmm. that of course because you you've read this very popular form media, whether it be mm-hmm. in this case it was a book, it could have been a movie, it could mm-hmm. have been you know yeah, yeah. that not and I think it was a double whammy. I think it 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 represented uh, Asian women as as you said very submissive and to be the thing for mm-hmm. Western men to conquer over mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. and that they can dominate. Mm-hmm. And also at the same time, I and I I have to reread the the article. But I, it was a double whammy of also presenting Asian men as meek yes. and weak as well too. So yes. it kind of so like that, really, yes. yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So and that and this was pretty much around uh, w- wartime, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's if it wasn't the reason, it was definitely one of the many variables of, yes. that started pushing it along that way. But, right, um, right. And it's as you were saying, exists, when you're, yeah, you're attempting yeah. to raise your daughter. Yeah, yeah, and my son too, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, what I think is really, um, you know, a sign of hope is that uh, I think kids, at least, you know, in my 
kids' school district, you know, the kids I know, um, mm-hmm. they they do feel more empowered to speak up, you know. Um, I mean, I've been harassed, you know, all my life, and I don't think there's been a single time when anyone around me ever spoke up to help me. Mm. Like, it could be out on the street, I could be yelling back at the person, and just silence all around. Um, you know, and I just took it for granted that's what's going to happen. No one's going to help you, so you better help yourself. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but with my kids, you know, they've had some incidents <coughs> growing up already, and, um, you know, they've felt empowered to speak up, and uh, kids around them too, which to me is a pretty big deal. You know, I mean, I just, that never happened when I was a kid and never happened when I was an adult. And, you know, to see, you know, my son's 11, you know, he had something happen fairly recently. And, you know, the fact that he spoke up and kids around him spoke up, I was like, Hmm. good for you guys. Mm -hmm. All right. Like this is, this is change, you know, stinks that it's still happening. (laughs) Like that's, that's kind of the appalling thing, but you know. Was that, was that the, the talk about uh, the the Asian version of the black parents talk that you, that you (laughs) had with your kids or did you have that also with your parents as well too? Oh no, no. My parents, uh you know, different generation, um, Mm -hmm. very different issues. So they were all about um, blending in and, you know. Go into that. Yeah. So for, you know, I think for a while in my younger adulthood, um, you know, when I was feeling more like, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, I wanted to act on things, you know, I was like, how could they just, you know, want to blend in? Like, why didn't they speak up, you know? Um, but you know, now that I have more perspective, you know, and I'm not so foolish anymore, hot headed, you know, Mm. I, I get why they did that. You know, Mm -hmm. it was a more dangerous time. You know, they were. About um, what time period was this about? Well, they, in the sixties. Okay. So when they came to America, uh, it was just after the Chinese exclusion act. It was still Mm -hmm. very difficult for them to come into the country. And not only that, but, uh, it was constant, not constant, federally illegal for interracial couples to get married at that point too. I think 70 something, I forgot the exact year, but it was in the seventies where it was, they made an amendment that that can actually happen. Yeah. 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 So it was a very different time. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I really don't, and I, you know, I feel bad that I ever kind of questioned the way, you know, they raised us because, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I didn't question it to their faces, but you know, in my head, because, you know, I think they were doing, um, the best they could, but also I think they made great decisions too, you know, um, it was in our best interest back then, you know, not to run around speaking Chinese outside the home and, you know, so when we were little, um, I believe we did speak Chinese when we were very little, and mm-hmm. I actually have a memory of being um, probably around kindergarten and telling my mom, like, you know, well, you know, I'm talking to these kids, and you know, they're dumb; they don't understand me. And I think I was probably saying things in Chinese, but I didn't know the difference. Um, mm. So they didn't encourage us to keep speaking Chinese at home. Um, you know, we spoke English. And, you know, and for a long time, yeah, for a long time, you know, I was like, oh, why didn't they just, you know, make us speak Chinese? Like, then I know Chinese now. But, you know, I get it. I get it now. They wanted to protect us. Are you, you know? are, are you the type that can understand Chinese well, but you can't speak it or not even? I can understand I mean, very little. Yes. Like a little. And only if I kind of know the gist of what's going on to begin with, but I, very little. And my speaking is. I got to, I got to the point where, where when, when I was raised, probably before I got to kindergarten, I could do uh-huh. easily fluent Thai and uh-huh. also English. Okay. 
now I've got, I can understand a good amount of like basic Thai. I got the shittiest talking. Sorry. <laughs> I got uh, what, what, what's what, what's known as, I make the joke, I, I can speak two languages. No, three. I can, I can do English, I can do bad Thai, and I can do bad English. That's, those are my languages. So... But yeah, it was, so it was probably the it was same exactly for you, right? Yeah. The same thing that happened for you where I think it was, the variation is that they didn't speak that much Thai around me out of, mm-hmm. because there was no necessity for it at the time. Okay. It was, it was, it was not really a matter of like, oh, you, we got to, um, you, you can't speak Thai outside this house. It was just mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. outside of us, there's no real reason. So. Right, 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 right. And yeah. And also around this area, I don't think there is, uh, as far as the Thai versus uh, other Asian dialect mm. uh, population, I think it, well, now it's, I run into them all the time. Oh, yeah? <laughs> but, but mm. uh, yeah, um, um, yeah. Going off of that, you were continuing with, um, again, raising your kids in this type of time, and they're actually starting yeah. to speak up for yourself. Yeah. Or, okay, so that fantastic. was the conversation where you, you said that that was the, as far as your parents, their tactic was blending in. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. when it came to you and uh, talking to your uh, kids and you have the, the that Asian talk to them, <laughs> how did that, uh, what did that constitute of? Well, you know, I'm calling it the, you know, yes. the Asian talk, but, you know, there wasn't really just one, Mm-hmm. talk, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like it's kind of an ongoing, you know, topic. Um, you know, not that we beat them over the head with it all the time, mm. but you know, it's it's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that's always there. Um Yeah, I don't know. I mean, some of it is uh more uh kind of on the subtle side, just you know, you can speak up, like, you know, you don't have to let people, you know, say what they want or do what they want. You know, you have a right to be here. Some of it is more political. We talk about politics yes. a lot, you know, Absolutely. a lot. Um, and I know, I know different kids have different personalities. You know, mm-hmm. some kids, you know, uh, even my daughter who's 14, even her age. Like, I know some kids are much more anxious, so their parents want to shield them a little more from current events, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they know their kids best. Our kids are, uh, you know pretty able to kind of process things and you know understand what's going on so we uh yeah we talk about did, did you initiate it or did they initiate the conversation uh you mean the just the general kind of asian yeah. talk conversation yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh probably more me i think because uh-huh. you know i think as a kid you just kind of i don't know about you like you kind of grow up like you're just a kid yeah right i mean Part of it is we, there were no Asian people around where we lived. We were the only ones. Mm. So, you know, I kind of, I know it sounds weird. I guess I just thought I looked like everyone else. <laughs> no, I was in no, that, no. I was in that camp too. And yeah, then I'll, yeah. I'll, once you finish yours, I'll, I'll tell you yeah, yeah. how ours well, got triggered. <laughs> well, I didn't really, it was uh, when I went to MIT and it's a huge Asian population. And I remember looking around being like, there are a lot of Asians here. It's so weird. That's, a, that's, that's an astute observation you make. Yes. <laughs> Is, was that your experience going to college too? Um, um, well, the, the, the talk when it got done to me, it's because I initiated it. It's because oh, okay. at, in, in grammar school, at some point, we, they just started talking about black history. Okay. And the, I came home to my dad that day, and uh, the story just goes, and, I'm pre- and I do actually remember vaguely in my memory doing this and i just went up to my dad he's like watching the news or whatever i go hey dad he goes yeah am i black or white 
<laughs> exactly. And that's exactly everyone's yeah, uh, re- re- right. reaction. And yeah, as yeah. soon as soon as that happened, that was when it started the whole ball. Where he, okay. And I do remember him like uh-huh. kind of looking like going, oh, boy. <laughs> it's like, but the way he approached it, and I, it was over a couple of talks. Uh, first of like, he goes, did any, did any, is anyone causing trouble with you? I go, mm-hmm. no, this is what mm-hmm. we were learning in school. He goes, okay. Mm-hmm. He goes, you're Asian. And then, and then I had no, I'm like, that doesn't what? help me, dad. Yeah, right. we're, we're not what on that, that topic yeah. yet. Right. You know? <laughs> that doesn't help me. That doesn't. And, and you're, and you're also Thai. And I'm like, still what? not helping dad. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Just learned I was in New Jersey, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but in, in all seriousness, I think, uh, the, 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 high level view of what happened in the in in the few talks that transpired afterwards was mm-hmm. uh you're asian um there was at that time i think the big uh, one of the political stories going on was uh david duke and the K- uh, kkk mm-hmm. so he not only made sure to tell me who i was but also and now at the same time he transitioned the talk and he goes there's going to be people out there that mm-hmm. um uh hate you because of the color of your skin or Mm -hmm. like what race you the that you are Mm -hmm. and he and the best thing was that he flipped it uh, on his head because my my dad at that point had been working in new york city for a long time now so he developed pretty much a really thick skin Mm -hmm. and he goes um um you're gonna get people who are gonna make fun of you for something that you weren't you couldn't have even controlled Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. And these people, at the same time, they just happen to be born with, uh, you know, with this of whatever race that they are. And that's all they got. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. you, you're very good at, you know, here, you're you're good at your video games, you're good at your math Mm -hmm. and and whatever at at the time. And you work for that, right? I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he goes, these people, they're, they're, they're so, they're so looking, they, they're so bad at all those things. Remember, this is him talking (laughs) to a grammar school kid. He goes, these are people who are so bad at all those things. They're probably worse than you. Uh, not, not worse than you, but they're Mm -hmm. so bad at the things that you are, you, you are good at that they're looking for anything to be proud of. And the only Mm -hmm. thing they can be proud of is, is something that they had, uh, uh, nothing, uh, no control of in, in, in the Mm -hmm. beginning. And I go, Mm -hmm. wow. Wow. And then he goes, and he goes, he goes, here's the key thing. Here's the key thing. He goes, doesn't that make you feel sorry for them? And I'm like, yeah, it does. And so he flipped, he totally flipped my way of thinking. So I never, ever. Maybe I did run into a bunch of like things being like thrown at me that, uh-huh. but from that talk, it, it never really affected me too much yeah, until that college yeah. thing where I was like, oh crap, is this actually affecting <laughs> me? But other than that, wow. so. I love how he articulated that though. This was over the That's, course of a couple of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, over a couple yeah. Of, and I, I, and, yeah. And I kind of absorbed mm-hmm. it over, over mm-hmm. the thing. And there were some other like lessons that kind of like tied into it mm-hmm. it was like one of my friends who's who made fun of me not because of my race or anything but mm-hmm. but <clears throat> but because i didn't know the giant score from last mm-hmm. night <laughs> and he called me stupid because yeah. of it and i asked my dad like uh-huh. yeah my friend uh, my classmate called me stupid yeah. because i didn't know the giant he goes he goes listen there's going to be <laughs> that type of thing when it comes to it's a little important when it comes to like sports fandom or even certain types of uh fanaticism and you can also say some religion or mm-hmm. uh, whatever at that point yeah. remember this is all for mm-hmm. for a grammar school kid people yeah. come on <laughs> where he said once again it's almost like being born with it where they didn't have to work 
to be that, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like they didn't have to work to be a Giants fan. You just like the team and mm-hmm. you just could read, you know, you didn't have to do anything for that. So mm-hmm. that's stupid for him to call right. you stupid. <laughs> and, and he goes, How, uh, is he better than you in uh, whatever this subject? I'm like, no, he's not. And he goes, there you mm-hmm. go. He's stupid. You're not. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Jeez. <laughs> what? Uh, I'll pass it back to you as far as yeah. if anything uh, else that probably turned on your mind or brought something else up because yeah. I got one more that I think you might appreciate from my dad when well, it comes to race stories. Though. Yeah, I, I think uh, kind of along the same lines of how your dad approached it with you, we, uh, that's how we handle things with our kids too. Mm-hmm. Like when something, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm absolutely sure much more articulate than my, the way my dad's. Oh no, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but you know, kind of turning it around and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like this thing that happened recently with my son, mm. you know, uh, with this other kid or a bunch of other kids, but then there was one kid in particular and, um, you know, I won't get into a whole long story about it, but you know, essentially feel free if you want <laughs> I could, well, essentially <laughs> on his lacrosse team, yes. um, there were a bunch of boys like, you know, I don't know, like four boys maybe singing some stupid song that was very racist and denigrated Chinese people. And it was the typical kind of stupid Ching Chong, whatever, you know. So my son and actually a few other kids um, said, well, that's really racist. You know, you you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And most of the kids just shut up at that point. Uh, But one of them doubled down and turned to my son, um, you know, who's half Chinese and said, well, it's okay for me to be racist against Chinese people because you're probably racist against Americans. Holy shit. Yeah. Wait, how, wait, how old Americans, are we now? 11, what, what? 11. Old enough to know better. So my son is pretty astute. So he understood like all the levels of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, so. <laughs> wow. So, you know, long and short of it, you know, we, we're talking about this at home and, and, and he got it. Like, you know, I was proud of him because he wasn't feeling beaten down. You know, he was just like, you know, I'm American. What is this kid thinking? And, you know, we talked through, um, I mean, the song is no good to begin with, you know, that's an issue, but you know, most of the kids kind of shut up and they're old enough to know better, but you kind of feel like, you know what, some kids just need to hear it and be told you're being racist and maybe they'll learn. But I said, the kid who doubled down on it and then said this about not being American, you know, like that's, you're getting into deeper levels here. You almost so, want to, you, you almost want to be like a fly in the wall of like dinner conversation at their, at well, their, uh, there you home go. and their parents, you know, there you cause go. that, that's something that, that wasn't something this kid thought up on the fly, you know. Oh. Um, uh-huh. So I emailed the coaches and as I was, you know, telling uh, Ben, my husband, um, you know, I ended up deleting half the email, you know, because I was really trying to just hit, you know, certain points, not give the coaches too much to read. So they tuned out, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but basically, you know, I, I, you know, said, you know, first of all, you know, He's American, born in Livingston, raised in Glen, Glen Ridge. Um, and I called out what this kid said, saying, you know, this really, you know, is hits home with the whole, you know, racist notion that Asians will never be American, that we are the perpetual foreigner. 
And this is the part I ended up deleting most of, but I did say it's this kind of thinking that led to the imprisonment of our citizens of Japanese ancestry during World War II because they looked different. And then I went into this whole diatribe about how, um, uh, maybe you know this, there we had uh, Nazi prisoner of war camps here in the U.S. I actually didn't realize this until fairly recently. There was a really big one down in Alabama where I grew oh. up. And um, so these were real Nazis in our country, the people we were fighting against. But we treated those prisoners better than we treated our citizens of Japanese ancestry in the concentration camps. The Nazis got... Uh, food. They got meat that a lot of uh, people weren't getting in our country. They got art lessons, music lessons. You know, it was like a little camp for them. The people in the town actually started mingling with these Nazis, you know. Um, anyway, I went to this whole diatribe about all of this and ended up deleting basically, it. Basically, it was, <laughs> a, a good historical lesson. Yeah. Here's the foundation of all this, that they right. are just going to be like, oh, geez. I just left in the piece about, you know, uh -huh. the the concentration camps. And I hit a couple more points that, you know, um, if this kid is conflating being white with being American, he needs a real lesson on this. And, um, it, you know, and the, the coaches uh, essentially reacted the way I hoped they would. They jumped on it. They addressed it with the team, you know. Um, the main coach really urged me to speak to the parents saying that's really the only way things will change. Yes. I had no desire to speak to them. Because, of course not. You know, um, I felt like it's not my job to educate you. Mm. And frankly, if that's the way they think, I don't think anything I say is going to make any difference. You uh, know? There's there's a lot of things that, that go wrong from their point of, or not wrong, but there's, you just said this, this is momentum this wheel this chain reaction of events that have, have already gone yeah. like that far where it, it's yeah. it's one thing if it was just isolated to just the parents but now it's like passed down to the, yeah. the kid yeah. and so, then passed down to the kid where it's quote used against your you know it's, yeah wow yeah jeez yeah so i guess the upshot of all mm -hmm. of this is um kind of back to the way your dad talked to you about things mm -hmm. um i was a little worried that this kid would you know just be pushed over the edge by this and just be a real jerk to my son. But my son said, you know, no, he's actually um, kind of making an effort to be nice to me. Okay. And, you know, I talked to my son. I was like, do you think it's genuine? He was like, mm. he's like, I don't know. And he said, the kid apologized. And my son, I was very proud of him. He said, well, I said, thank you. But I didn't say it's okay. I said, yes. Nice. <laughs> it's like, that's, I like that. That's a, very good nuance there. Um, but, you know, I talked to my son about it and I said, look, you know, you'll be okay. I'm not worried about you. I think you're going to be just fine. I said, this kid, you know, I hope for his sake that this is something he's thinking about and maybe learning from, you know, for his sake, because his life is going to be a heck of a lot harder if he doesn't learn something from this. And I said, but then ultimately, really, it's not our responsibility to educate is, him. If he's at least just being on the surface nice to you, fine. Is that kid um, like a star on the team or is he? Uh, yeah, I think I think he's one of the better players. Mm -hmm. And my son is new to the team. This is oh, his okay. first year. Oh, okay. Um, but the, the coaches are very committed to... Uh, developing all the kids, which yeah. I appreciate, yeah. you know, they're giving my son plenty of playing time. Um, you know, they're not interested in just, 
having a few select kids play, which I appreciate. I don't think it should be about that at this age. I'm just, I'm just wondering because it, it goes back to like that first conversation my, I had with my dad about, about all this. Like usually that type of uh, pride in something that you have no control over, it's because of a lack of pride in things that you do have control over. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. usually the the point where like you're, you've, you've already done so well in, in things that are in your control that are, that are actual obstacles that you have to overcome. Like, why do you have to be proud about something? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I don't know. I, it, was, it was just for my curiosity. Because yeah, if, yeah, if you had said, sure. like, yeah, that this kid actually is like, like sits the bench all the time. And, right, is, and right. is always, you know, making trouble. I'm like, well, yeah, of course, because he's got nothing else going for him. Yeah. You know? Well, I don't Unless know. Unless there's something else going on. There, there I would may almost, be. I would almost guarantee I put like $100 down that there's something that is... Uh, that he know that this kid knows is in his control that he's not mastering or he's mm-hmm. uh, fail, failing at, and there's repercussions for it in the sense of either like uh, social humiliation or the parents are getting on this kid because of it. Yeah, and he's got to yeah. find something else to kind of prop that back up. And anyway, I'm yeah. sorry. Going yeah, down no, no, I, I completely mm-hmm. agree. I think there's more going on in that kid's family. Um, I don't know the family in in our town. Uh, the younger grades, there are two schools for the younger grades. So, like, I pretty much know all the kids, you know, at the school where my kids went. And then I know a lot of the kids, like, like now they all come together in the same mm-hmm. school. So, he was from the other side of town where I, you know, I just don't know that family. But, uh, you know, anyone who's heard the story was like, oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that That's not a surprise. <laughs> so, My yeah. dad still got it. As far as, and he was already like 60 something and he still uh, experiences it. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And I, I, sure. I'll do the quick story. Did you mm-hmm. hear, did you hear the one about the slanty eyes against my dad? No. <clears throat> I was riding shotgun with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, during, like, during the summer day. It was around here actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was driving home. Some other guy was trying to pull back into his driveway or something. And uh, he cuts my dad. Well, you know, it was definitely something where uh uh the other guy was at fault mm-hmm. at least that's the way i remember the story uh, but, <laughs> and so that's but anyway truth. so <laughs> my dad just let the guy have it because uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm sitting with him and mm-hmm. and he almost uh, gets in an accident so my dad yells out to the guy here comes profanity and this podcast is rated e for explicit so i'm allowed to do this <laughs> so he yells out to him my dad yells out to the, the other guy he goes watch where you're going you fat fuck <laughs> so it goes on it, there's, right. there's, there's, there's reasoning to this There's reasoning uh-huh. to this So then the other guy gets out of his car Because he's already home So mm-hmm. he gets out of his car And r- goes up to, to my dad's window You know, huffing and puffing mm-hmm. he, <laughs> <laughs> And he goes, what, what did you say? And then my dad just goes, you heard me uh-huh. And then and then the guy does uh, uh, squinty eyes mm-hmm. to my dad mm-hmm. and, I, and I go, oh man And then my dad just goes now you look like a stupid fat fuck. <laughs> nice. And nice. and then at that point, at, at, at you start, you know, the guy starts cursing my dad. At that point, uh, the guy's uh, wife comes out to like see what's going on mm-hmm. because here's sure. all this commotion going mm-hmm. on. And then my dad just goes for the super low blow. He looks over and he goes, oh, no. tell your mother to stay out of this. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but that's I, hilarious. That's, that is hilarious. And so driving away, and I, as I'm, I, as 
I don't get these jokes because I'm young. <laughs> right. But apparently these are amazing that, that only like New York legendary. City, yeah, like legendary. New York City, like forging can do. Uh. So we're driving, driving away, and and and, and I just kept. I, there was only one oh, question on my mind. There's only one question on my mind. I go, Dad, why did you keep calling him a fat fuck? <laughs> And I specifically remember the line that, mm-hmm. that he said, because it ties into, he goes, he was going to make fun of something that I had no control over, right? Uh-huh. You know, doing this with uh-huh. you guys. I was going to do something where uh, I know he has control over, but he screws up in, and that's being uh-huh. fat, you know? Because, so, and I, and I knew that would get to him yeah. because he probably walks around, you know, knowing that he's, you know, a fat fuck uh-huh. and like, he can't do anything about it yeah. and that he can do wow. it, but he keeps failing at it. And Again, years later, I'm like, Jesus, Talk that is so levels. deep yeah. on so many, like, teach me your ways. Yeah, of, no kidding. Of, of, of this, but My eyes are actually tearing up from <laughs> laughing. It's so awesome. All the reasoning behind it. Each one of those things, like, yeah. each, all those words were, were chosen carefully. Yeah. And I think I remember asking him about, like, like, how did, like, how did you, why? Why those mm-hmm. words? Why, why mm-hmm. did you choose that? Because, you know, the first few years living in New York City, you, you, pretty much learn how to talk like that. yeah no and he so he grew up great. in like the 70s and into the 80s in, mm-hmm. in in new york city so i'm sure he must have ran into every single time and, yeah. and obviously new york city at the time was not the new york city of today so uh-huh. sure good for him though because you know it took me a long time to you know now i feel like i just i you know i have no patience for people you know i, I my I, mom on the other hand mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, old fashioned Asian, uh, Taiwan, she, she didn't have that type of, of foraging. So mm-hmm. yeah. she, yeah. she works in customer service and mm-hmm. what happens a lot of the times, and this, it's, it still gets to her because she just mm-hmm. wants to go about her day. Oh yeah, of course. But Everyone every once does. in a while, yeah. she just, she just gets this. Mm-hmm. She gets this question all the time mm-hmm. and she even, it, she got it so much that she came up to me and just, and asked, how do I respond mm-hmm. to this question? And it would mm-hmm. actually be something that it, it, this probably resonates with you too. Mm-hmm. You're trying to do your job. You're just going about your day. And then mm-hmm. someone asks, Hey, are you Chinese? Are you Filipino? What race uh-huh. are you? Yeah. Oh, come on, just tell me. Yeah. You know. Oh my God. Yeah, what? and you're just like you said, you're just going about your day. You're just living your life. You know. Like I still get stunned sometimes when something happens. You know, and uh, you know, I feel like I shouldn't because you know, if someone just tells you the story, you know, you're like, oh, I would, you know, whatever. You know, this is how I'd react. But in the moment, it's kind of st- stunning because. You know, you're just whatever, sipping your tea, you're, you know, walking to work. You're just trying you're to just, go about your day. Yeah. yeah. You're blindsided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for this one, it's like my, my mom hates that question. She doesn't yeah. want to want mm-hmm. answer. But due yeah. to that, she works in customer service. Oh, she actually, man. it's right. a it's a forward-facing customer yep. thing. And then, yep. you know, the customer's always right, all that oh. stuff. So anyway, there's that flip oh. side of it where, where, Obviously, in, all, in those situations with, with my dad interacting with these types of, you know, blatant, you know, race, mm-hmm. racism, it was outside, it was in, it was in public, hey, gloves off, everything, mm-hmm. any, anything pretty much goes, as opposed to here in kind of like a corporate environment, mm-hmm. where now it's, as I said, customer's always right, but like, at, 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 at that point, like, even though the customer is asking supposedly like, you know, an innocent sounding question and everything, mm-hmm. it's kind of like maybe the person is just as, as my mom was trying to like convey, like 
the the, the feeling like what, what what's wrong and mm-hmm. she, and my mom's you know limited words as far as like she just get cuts right to chasing uncomfortable i don't mm-hmm. like it i don't mm-hmm. want to talk to them mm-hmm. what do i do <laughs> yeah so what was your advice what did you say we we uh jess and i we, we since we had also worked in like retail a lot mm-hmm. we drew upon a bunch of our uh uh retail uh historical knowledge of like knowing that you can't my mom would just like can't i just tell them to go away <laughs> it's <laughs> right like, yeah you, you know I think it just boiled down to a very corporate speak way of saying, um, um, I prefer not to talk, uh, about this subject. Um, Mm -hmm. and if they respond, well, why not to repeat it and say that if you, if you'd like to talk to my manager or Mm -hmm. if you'd like to talk, uh, talk to, uh, talk to, to someone else, I'm sure that, uh, they will, they will be able to help you. Mm-hmm. And, and and to mm-hmm. just basically okay. not mm-hmm. answer, and that way, mm-hmm. she, one, mm-hmm. she doesn't have to answer that question, yeah. and two, she gets to like pass and mm-hmm. within the mm-hmm. rules of you know to pass along. Even though my mom yeah. wants to say, I don't like him when you ask that. Right. Why do you ask that question? I don't <laughs> right, ask that right. question to you. Why do you? You know? Yeah, yeah. So and that that's and that's what's tough good. because yeah, it's yeah. at that point it's in a corporate environment. It's in a different type of vacuum where mm-hmm. you know now these rules get set in and. And then you're playing with race and stereotypes, so that gets yeah, that yeah. gets tricky as well, too. Yeah. No, I think that's great advice. It's you know. Unless you have better advice for me, Felice, because yeah, I'm, no, I'm sure I, you, I you, had you've none. probably run that's, into you know, that, you know. So. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, my default when people ask, you know, usually like, "Where are you from?" I'm mm-hmm. from Alabama. It's where mm-hmm. I'm from, and I know that's not what people are asking. Well, I, but, I know. You know. I, I throw I throw people off too. I love when they ask that question because. Yeah. Because I, I get to, I get to eventually throw in. I, I actually, uh, um, when they ask that, I, I play with them. I, I yeah, go, "What do you yeah. think?" I throw it back, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, well, right, oh, right. oh, well, you're a Filipino," which I get ninety nine percent of the time. I go, ah, "I get that ninety nine percent of the time. You're wrong." And, yeah. oh, <laughs> and then, that's right. Actually, I witnessed that when my friend you asked. Saw, you remember yes, that? Yes. <laughs> and, oh, she's and a trip. Yeah, she asks you're, everyone that. Yeah. I'm like, you can't ask people that. <laughs> so, so I throw that, and then, and then, uh, if if they if they are. If they're cool to me, then yeah. I eventually tell them, oh, yeah, yeah it's yeah. from Th- Thailand. But if but if they keep asking it in a certain way, yes. and, go, yeah. and they're finally like, where are you from? I just go, Jackson Heights, New York City. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same thing where you yeah. said. From, I'm from Alabama. There, yeah. you, there you go. That's, that's yeah. not what I'm asking. Right. I'm like, no. And then, that's I'll, what... yeah. and then I'll give them like a little more convoluted but annoying answer, you know. Well, you know, by mm-hmm. way of then I moved. I lived in Cambridge for a long time. And mm-hmm. then I, you know, like I'll kind of give them you know, uh, 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 my itinerary uh, uh. of where I lived, you know. It's not what I want to know. <laughs> and and then uh, here and this is the reason why I, I it ties back to what we said in the very beginning because usually in the, in the beginning when I got asked that question I just answer them directly. Oh, I'm, I'm from Thailand, mm. and and then they go, Oh, like Taiwan, like, oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, oh, and I've gotten that enough times where it's like that's crazy. Nope. So that's crazy. So in case people are at, uh, are listening, like, oh God, Eki gave me that whole like thing and struggle up. That's the reason why, folks. I'm not right. being, you know, it's not because of you, right, not because right, of you personally. Right, right. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> I, although I will say, I cut people a little more slack if mm. they uh, appear to be foreign-born, yeah. especially if they're Asian, because then mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like they're trying to make a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but then I feel bad because, you know, I sorely disappoint them because I don't speak Chinese. You know what oh, I mean? No, like, I think they're I, looking for that connection. I'm like, ah, sorry. Like, I don't, I, 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 especially <laughs> Thai people as well, too. I don't mm-hmm. even give them any leeway. In fact, I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. as hard because I've been to Thailand. Okay. And they are, and they are up front, like, uh, I, I'll, I'll just, I'll just lay it out. Uh-huh. We went to, you go to, you try to go to the temples, they have a line mm-hmm. there. Uh, Thai people foreigners oh okay they make yeah. the foreigners pay and if you're native to thailand you don't have to pay okay and i'm just like all right this is i appreciate that i appreciate uh-huh. up front right, right there on the side racism <laughs> you know i what appreciate that with. right right at least i know well, you know they they count you as a foreigner yes yes or no yeah. well <laughs> I, I i went up and i could speak thai obviously okay. but remember uh-huh. I speak bad time. Right, right. My accent is <laughs> shitty as hell. Uh-huh. And so the guy, the guard's looking at me like, yeah. he starts asking me a few more questions like, uh-huh. oh, blah, blah, and like, obviously I, I, I can't answer it, but like he appreciated the effort and he's like, okay. all right, go ahead, go, oh, okay. go. Yeah. But at the same time, like he even, he even said it, uh, uh, which, which basically means your accent sucks. Just, <laughs> just go. <laughs> So we'll give you a pass this time. A, just, they know, gave me a stop pass. Talking. And then my dad was also like, you know, they're like, oh, come on. You know, he, he was able to uh-huh. use it. But if I was okay, there with myself, yeah. absolutely not. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, they, yeah, and yeah. they can always tell. And Thailand is a place where they do a lot of bargaining and they do a lot of bartering. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's unofficial off, off the book. So obviously mm-hmm. you could, yeah, whatever price they give you, you yeah, can yeah. kind of like talk them down. Okay. They're not going to give me any leeway. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it. They gave they gave Jess a discount just because oh, of yeah. the effort. Yeah, even though yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, okay. But I only bring that up because, as you were saying, that you would you would sometimes give leeway to if for 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 certain people. I'm like, nope, I'm not giving <laughs> no leeway, leeway to any. <laughs> anyone who wants to ask me that question. You got to pass the same right. test. You got to pass my <laughs> asshole test. You know. Right. <laughs> so. But. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Kind of shows you how I'm going to be raising more. <laughs> I will but, be sure to try and make them as, uh, so you don't brace for them. <laughs> no, Warren's a delight. And I'm sure he'll continue to be. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt. With parents like you guys. Oh, no I, worries. I appreciate that too. No and I think uh, it, it's a good transition to uh, another topic mm-hmm. of, no, but we're still related to it, mm-hmm. of... Yes, there's all this currently going on right now, and obviously it still exists. And, you know, Jack had to go through it. I eventually, mm-hmm. not eventually, I still receive it sometimes mm-hmm. as far as, I sure. wouldn't say racism, but just having to, to handle race-related issues. That's, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the best way to, to put it. What do you, uh, in your opinion, or what you've read or you've seen cur- any type of current trends of, what do you think that we could do to, you know, alleviate it or to uh, lubricate those relate or to make those interactions go better or to re- to go against that stereotype or to kind of like change that stereotype. As you said, we, you know, oh, they're, they're known as submissive or they, you can right. walk all over them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, like I said earlier, I think, you know, I really do have some hope because I'm seeing these kids speak up, you know. Um, you know, my 14 year old daughter, you know, I think she's very strong, you know, um, I think she'll probably still deal with a lot of, um, the same kind of racial slash sexual stereotypes, Mm. which, you know, just make me cringe on her behalf, you know, but, um, 
you know, I'm trying to talk to her about it, you know, in a way that doesn't totally freak her out, you know, <laughs> but that prepares her because oh I was not God, prepared that's at all. Right. I was not, not prepared. Not only do you have to go through the daughter talk of that kind of coming of age thing, and it's also this added layer of, oh my goodness. Yeah. So Jeez. it's really, so I don't want her to be really, wow. um, Blows my just freaked out. Cause you know, that's, you know sex is at that age still like they know the facts yeah. you know and at that age they know a little more about you know the emotional you know aspects of mm-hmm. you know making babies like i think when yeah. you're younger mm-hmm. like you know they kind of learn just technically how babies are made but that's kind of it you know like it's just this thing that you do when you get a baby you know and now at her age they know more about relationships and mm. you know uh you know so i don't want to make her feel paranoid or like a victim you know but i wanted to be prepared you know i just i was not prepared at all in the slightest and um yeah it you know so it took me a while you know even just sometimes when you when you say you weren't prepared at all um did did you want to bring up anything as far as like oh yeah here's an example of something that i I definitely wasn't prepared for in in terms Uh, like relationships yeah well i think um part of it is um was also growing up in the south where people like if you're walking down the street you make eye contact with people and you say hello Uh uh-huh right Uh i mean that's just it's not polite not to do that Mm -hmm. so you know when i went away to college you know i went from alabama to cambridge and massachusetts where people don't do that you know i think people around here don't really do that and uh, i walked boston. around campus. you know what you, yeah. what, you know they're the red at that point oh, the red Sox were sucking so <laughs> they have every right to like not look at each other but you know but here i was you know and i was young when i went away to college i'm this mm-hmm. young asian female you know looking people in the eye and saying hello you know and um you know, that opens you up to a lot more kind of harassment because people, I guess, you know, kind of assume that you're, I don't know, you're open wow. to, you know, more. Okay. You know, that it's not just a hello, like, oh, like, she digs me. She wants to talk to me. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So, so, so a lot of these guys, out of, they, yeah. out, out of your cultural politeness, they, yeah, yeah. they so, misinterpret. Yeah. Mm. So cultural, okay. yeah. you know, Chinese cultural, but also yes. Alabama cultural, yes. you know, Southern, Southern, southern hospitality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it is, it is different. Um, you know, so I think just through, you know, my teen years in college, you know, walking down the street, like in, in, you know, even then, like, I think I learned relatively quickly, you know, you can't look everyone in the eye and say hi, because you give the wrong impression, or they take it the wrong way. Uh, But even then, you know, I mean, literally just walking down the street in Boston, having guys, you know, say, hey, hello, you know, try to talk to you, you know, just out of being polite, you know, I'd say hi, and I try to keep moving. But, you know, Mm. like now, you know, yeah, they take that as a sign hi. of like, yeah. okay, that's a go. Yeah, now, right, right. Like, she digs go me. Go from yeah. zero to a hundred. Yeah, right, oh, right, right. You know, so mm-hmm. it was a kind of a, a steep learning curve for me because I had to learn not to be polite to everyone, you know? And, and I actually say that to my daughter. You do not have to be polite to everyone. You have to earn it. You have yeah. to earn that respect and, from you. You know, and again, it's kind of, a balance like i want her yeah, to be polite yeah, yeah, yeah. to people mm-hmm. and she is like she's known to be a very kind kid and polite you know a certain type of and keeping your guard up right yeah and it's hard to convey that i think to kids as they grow mm-hmm. up you know because mm-hmm. i think it's kind of like you know so i try to give her more you know concrete examples but again it's hard you know you don't want to freak a kid out 
you know? And also the, the times have changed obviously too. So obviously yeah. from, from, from back then. So it's kind of like they have to learn their own way to kind of calibrate socially. Yeah. This is too much. Oh, yeah. uh, this is too little. Oh, right, right, so. right. Yeah. And with social media now, they're all over Snapchat and mm-hmm. you know Instagram. And I, I give her a lot of credit. She's very, um, she's very astute, you know, yeah. um, I was very naive and I think she's very, um, you know, she's really clued in to people. She's very perceptive, you know, and she's... You think um, it's because you, you, I, you explicitly told her. Yeah, uh, these, well, I try, uh, to, I try to help her, but I think also I, I give her credit, huge, just her though, personality, yeah. too, uh-huh. that she, uh-huh. she can pick up on, you know, interpersonal things, you know, um, and, and combined with her feeling kind of empowered, like she had... Um, you know, this was a couple of years ago now, but so she was probably 12, you know, over at a friend's house and she didn't even tell me about this until later. And I was like, why didn't you Uh-oh. tell me? I need oh, to know boy. these things. <laughs> but you know, in her yeah. head, she had handled it and she had, mm-hmm. you know, but I guess what happened is there were a bunch of kids over this friend's house. It was after a dance, you know, they're hanging out and she was like, oh, you know, I'm going to call my mom for a ride home. So the kid's dad said, oh, well, I'll give you a ride home. And there are certain dads where I think she'd feel comfortable. And this one, she did not. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, just to be clear, he's never done anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to, yeah. you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. He's never done anything. Um, but she didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. And she said later, well, you know, I guess I kind of felt like if my friend was going to be in the car too, then it'd be one thing, you know. She's got spidey but, senses. Yeah. But yeah. she was, so she just said, no, it's okay. I'm going to call. So she did, you yes. know. Uh, but then apparently while she was waiting, you know, they're all still hanging out. The dad heard that she'd called for a ride and he was kind of badgering her. It was like, why'd yeah. you call for a ride? I mm-hmm. thought we had an agreement. I thought I was going to drive you home, mm-hmm. you know? And she was just like, uh, yeah, no, you know, and everything was, everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she told me this much later and I was like, holy crap. Like, you yeah. know, like, and again, not implying that this guy was going to do anything, but just as, and he had, he has a daughter. It's like, as the parent of a daughter, like, you know, like Ben would never yeah. try to just drive, you know, mm-hmm. one of my daughter's friends home. Cause he just doesn't want anyone to feel uncomfortable. Absolutely. And frankly, he doesn't want to be, to have to defend himself, yep. you know, if some bizarre thing happens, you know, not that he's going to do anything, but you know, you never know, whatever. Um, so he's very just aware, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I have to say the same, you know, moms don't get accused, I guess, of stuff as much, but I'm very aware too of, you know, with boys and girls, like of boundaries, basically just boundaries, normal boundaries. <laughs> so to me, I was like, this dude, like is not getting just a basic boundary, you know, and why are you kind of hounding my daughter? And I was really proud of her. Like she felt like she'd handled it, you know, it was fine. And I could see myself at that age, just kind of being like, Oh, I don't want to be impolite. Okay. Mm. Oh, yeah, okay. Yes. You know, yes. I guess. Okay. <laughs> you know. And then landing yourself in just a, and yeah, even, just if that type happened, of, even if just nothing happens, but still at the same position. time, the yeah. potential of it mm. yeah. or, yeah. or kind of a, you, 
in that specific type of situation, you don't have to explain your uncomfortableness. If you're uncomfortable, you're uncomfortable. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good on her. So. Yeah. Right. And also at I'm the same time, like uh, as, as you said, geez, why did you call? Me? It's like good, but also at the same time, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. After that, I'm like, you've got to tell me. I said, not that I. And she knows I'm not going to fly off the handle and go, you know, pound <laughs> on someone's door. But it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I tell you know both of my kids. It's like, you know, I like to know these things. Like, I need to know. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you handled it great. You know, I can see why you didn't bring it up, because you handled it. But, you know, next time, just tell me. <laughs> and it's probably a bit of calibration going on, in your, uh, on on your part as well, too, of how much to kind of know or, or, or actively find out about them versus, all right, you know, like, all right, we wind you up like those little toys and like, all right, you go ahead. Yeah. Don't worry yeah. anything. Oh, my goodness. So. Yeah, it's it's always balancing. It's uh, has it been? Uh, and this was a in the past thing, probably a few years ago, right? Yeah, I don't a couple know years ago. Yeah. I think it was two years ago, like when she was about twelve. Until you're until you're finding out if they get in trouble or anything, which I I doubt that. Well, well you never know. You know, that's the thing. I I, I obviously I, I would get in trouble myself as well too, but it was mainly because of just being young and dumb. Yeah. as well so uh until you get until you get that call um i think i shared the story once i uh called my dad once and he goes uh i gotta get picked up dad yeah mm-hmm. where are you nah I'm, I'm in the police station you know so <laughs> actually no it wasn't my dad it was my mom who, who answered first where are you uh-huh. and then he goes oh the police station then you i hear the phone like like you know and i hear like walking away uh, my mom yelling in thai mm-hmm. that i don't understand so that's mm-hmm. when i know oh, okay. i'm in trouble yes because yes. they're speaking thai that right. i don't understand like right. oh here we go <laughs> but then i heard i could translate one part your son is in the police <laughs> it's always your son <laughs> yeah, exactly right? exactly so the, the the skinny of that is that i was uh, the young dumb kid in in the middle of the park with uh, some of my friends and we decided to like uh light some leaves on fire or something so <laughs> they you know anyway matches oh uh, yeah um but uh so look i know i know they're gonna do dumb stuff i did so much dumb stuff <clears throat> that i'm so glad my parents don't know about but you know i try to you know we we try to just give them some boundaries you know, like, uh, the big thing in my daughter's school now is vaping. Kids are vaping. Like, it's a huge thing, you know. Really? They vape. Oh, yeah, it's huge. It's huge. So we've talked to her about, you know, you know, and I said, look, you know, maybe at some point you're going to be curious to try it. And I said, I just asked, don't try it now. Try it when yeah. you're an adult, a young adult. You know? <clears throat> Same with pot. I'm like, I'd really rather you not mm-hmm. smoke. But if you're going to try it. You know, a lot of people try it, try it when you're an adult, because it really does have a very different effect on a young person's brain than an adult. How so? Yeah, physiologically, it changes a lot. You know, I I honestly don't remember all the details, but I did read Mm -hmm. read about it because I was kind of like, is this one of those like scare tactics? You know, like I like I like facts. I like science. Absolutely. (laughs) So I did read about it. And, you know, essentially because, you know, their brains are developing so much at this age that, you know, pot does have a very different effect on the developing brain than Mm -hmm. if you, you know, start using it when you're a little bit older or, or never, you know, Oh, Um, with with vaping. Oh, so vaping, um, some kids are vaping, um, just nicotine or nicotine blends. Uh 
I guess summer vaping, I don't, now I sound like an old fuddy-duddy. I don't think they call it weed, but it's, you know, whatever, the, mm-hmm. the oils. Man, I don't know. Oh, I've geez. never vaped, well, I don't know. Mm, mm, <laughs> but it's a big, it's a mm-hmm. big thing at their school. Um, you know, so I tell her, too, I'm like, look, you know, it's just so dumb. Like, first of all, don't play, you know, vaping came about because, you know, cigarette sales are down. Like, this is a yep. big, it's a big money-making ploy. Like, mm-hmm. don't play into, you know, a corporation's money-making ploy. You know, don't be their I pawn, gotcha. you know. Yep. And she she buys into that. Like, she, you know, she totally gets that, you know. And then just the health. Risks. <coughs> I'm like, you know, if you're going to try it, just try it later. <laughs> you know, not when you're 14. So. I will, as far as my experience with vaping, this is uh, linked with my brother-in-law, who, when I first met him, he was already a heavy smoker, just with regular cigarettes. And he tried everything, uh, tried to go on the, the patch, mm-hmm. the gum, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. What worked for him was the, the vaping. Yeah. So no, he started, he mm-hmm. started with, uh, you know, just the, the nicotine mm-hmm. and, uh, the nicotine blend. Mm-hmm. And eventually there was one point where he goes, here, try this. And I'm like, and he goes, no, 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 you're going to be all right. And it, it tasted <laughs> like, uh, right. like grape. Uh-huh. And, and I yeah. go, what is this? And he goes, it's just flavored water. That's all right. he had gotten down to the point where no nicotine, no nothing. And it's just juices. It's okay. like, there was, <laughs> there was, I remember, um, during the winter, he goes, here, I got something for winter time. It was, it was a pumpkin spice latte. Oh no, <laughs> that, that was the flavor. And I go, there's no way they made that flavor. And I smoke. I'm like, yeah, they did. That's this is pumpkin funny. spice latte. See, it just doesn't sound appealing to me. Well, here's, I, here's, I'm sure it is. To and here's and here and here's the thing of of why it worked for him. It, he kind of figured out, <clears throat> and I, I may be putting words into his mouth, uh, but I think this is how he explained it to me, uh, of that it's just that motion of, mm. just the habit of, mm-hmm. as a smoker, he it was to the point where you know a pack plus a day. Yeah, he's used to frequent smoke breaks. So when yeah, he's working, sure. it's just always like the body's used it, to like. Yeah. At a certain point, okay, getting mm-hmm. fidgety, go outside and smoke. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he got used yep. to that. Yeah. Just that routine. Yeah. And so then it, it was just like, all right, I needed something to substitute. All right, yeah. here's the nicotine. See, so, I get that. That makes so sense the, to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, the kids just starting with vaping, I'm like, really? Like, why? Like, why would you voluntarily just pick up this habit that's going to cost you money? I'm giving you ammunition <laughs> for, for explanation as well, too, because mm-hmm. obviously that... That, as you said, the the, phys- the the mind physiologically developing, it's kind of like now if you start there, you're oh going to get gosh. like a, the physical mm-hmm. the yes. physical thing of just like putting something to, to, to the mouth mm-hmm. and, and, and doing something of a, a pantomiming, mm-hmm. smoking is mm-hmm. actually, it, it, can, it, it, it can be a habit yeah. just like a, a, yeah. everything else. So, yeah. Well, I have a know. theory that this, you know, the obesity crisis mm. has come about because people stopped smoking. They needed something to do oh, with their, you know, hmm. oral fixation. They're not smoking anymore, that's so they're eating interesting. more. Interesting. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's definitely a variable that could that that plays into. Right. Um, Again, uh, I was saying I yeah. love science. I do. Yes. That's my totally unscientifically backed, <laughs> you know, just. I'm sure theory, you know what but, I'm, I'm you sure know, you should you should you should talk to, to your MIT uh, alum and they were like yeah someone's already been someone's, working on yeah, this. I know. <laughs> I should Google it one day see if there's a study. I bet there is. There, there was uh, um, a podcast I listened to, which ties into uh, the question I asked half an hour ago, <laughs> and that we we gotten down the rabbit hole of answering of just how, mm-hmm. uh, as far as Asian Americans mm-hmm. or uh, just that minority can start quote 
you know, Mm -hmm. breaking Mm -hmm. stereotypes, especially Mm -hmm. the one, as you said, of being submissive or, Mm -hmm. or this, remember how I, how I said that one of the first things that I read of where that stereotype came from was from this type of, uh, uh, book that got very popular Mm -hmm. at the time. And then you start looking into, uh, all right, it's because of pop culture. Mm -hmm. So you start thinking of movies, you start thinking of TV roles you mm-hmm. start thinking of musical stars, mm-hmm. and then you start breaking them down by, if you just for the hell of it, ethnicity, and then you mm-hmm. start thinking like, where do they fall in it? It's kind of like mm-hmm. outside of Jackie Chan and Jet Li, where yeah. do you see Asian American actors? Yeah. You know, uh, you know. Oh, have I opened up a can? Of- Go right <laughs> yeah. ahead, because this is this is what it's for. This is something where. Um, this is definitely one of the podcasts yeah. where like, hey, Warren, all right, you just started finding out about race. Listen to this conversation <laughs> that we've I had with Felice, part one of like 12. So, well, go ahead. Well, you know, one of the things I really don't miss about acting was um, mm. the lack of good roles, you know. What did you find that you were uh, either being called back for? Uh, or? Oh, you know, they, there is that... Um, Kind of, they want a, a doctor, like you know, that kind of professional really? role. Yeah, yeah. Asians are then... good doctors. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I know it's I weird, to... right? Yeah. It's really strange. <laughs> so there's that stereotype, mm-hmm. um, but then there, you know, there's the whole um, Asian prostitute thing. Mm-hmm. I remember getting cast a long time ago. It was an independent, excuse me, an independent movie, um, and they wanted specifically an Asian prostitute. And I'm not sure, I guess I must have known it going into it, um, into the audition. And I guess I, I probably, you know, cause you just audition, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're an actor, you audition for everything. Mm-hmm. So I went in, I probably knew it. Um, but anyway, they offered me the role and I just said, no. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, they're like, no, why? And I said, well, you know, I said, I just have issues with the whole stereotype. And what year was this about? Uh, this was a long time ago. This was uh, back in the 90s. I'm trying to think, you know. It was yeah. pre, yeah. Um, it's when I was still in Boston. So yeah. it was pre-1999, yeah, yeah. just when I came oh, to wow. the city, okay. to New York okay. City. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I said it very evenly. I wasn't mm-hmm. accusing him of anything. And, um, you know, he was like, oh, but, you know, it's a real thing. Like, I've been to these, you know, these brothels like this you know and mm-hmm. i said i'm sure it is you know i said i'm not denying that it exists but i don't want to perpetuate a stereotype yeah because there is a stereotype and i just you know mm-hmm. um so anyway he uh agreed he really wanted me to play the role so you know and again i wasn't you know i was like you it's your film you do it however you want but i'm not going to do it that way so he wanted me enough so that he um changed it so it wasn't you know, like this Asian brothel, you know, I happened to be Asian, but it wasn't like they didn't try to do yeah. all these kind of, you know, oriental things. You mm. know? <laughs> and I still had some yeah. hesitation about it. Um, it. Stuck out to you, though. Yeah. And I ended up doing it um, and not, you know, I did not have an accent, you know, <coughs> like I wasn't going to do any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and I still kind of think about it sometimes and think, should I have just said no, you know, but I kind of, I guess at the time also felt like, well, um, if I don't do it, then he's probably just going to go ahead and find another Asian actress who'll do it with all the trappings, 
you know, so maybe in this way I can kind of help fight against it a little bit gotcha. by, you yeah. know, okay, you really want me to do it, I'll do it, but, you know, we want to do it this way, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so sorry, I lost my thread there of, no, oh, so acting, um, yeah, so, you know, I, I basically stopped because uh, Madeline was born, mm-hmm. you know, and I know a lot of actors you know, or people, women, you know, still work when they have kids and there's no judgment on that at all. I just, I didn't want to try to run around to auditions and, you know, try to, you know, especially that kind of lifestyle was tough for, for me. Like it wasn't what I wanted to do with a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I stopped, I was actually doing a, a recorded book right when she was born. And I think I had maybe one or two more recording sessions after she was born and then mm-hmm. that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really miss acting, but I don't miss the business of it. Because I don't think, I guess my point is, I still don't think there are the same opportunities. I'm still Facebook friends with a lot of my Asian actor friends from back mm-hmm. in the day. And they're still struggling with a lot of the same stuff. Um, you know, it's still going on, you know, productions where, you know, people are in yellow face or, you know, or they're casting or, you know, big movies. I mean, we've mm-hmm. had, you know, where... Uh, you know, they're casting Scarlett Johansson in the film that should have Goes been through, Asian. Was, you read or, my you mind, know. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why did you was, briefly go over that? Because mm-hmm. I, I think there's some people that don't know what happened there. Yeah. Um, well, you may know more about Ghost in the Machine than I do. I never saw Ghost in the Machine. It, it, it's some... It's, the only thing that I do know is is that it was very big in Japan. Mm-hmm. And that it does involve, like, pretty much an all Japanese cast. Yes. Or at least <laughs> the lead was definitely Japanese, the way they... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, wrote the story out. So, and then you can yeah. finish off there. <laughs> Setting you up, go ahead, what yeah. happened? Well, you know, basically they cast Scarlett Johansson in a role that should have been yeah. an Asian character. And, you know, the justification is always, well, we need a big box office star. And I mm-hmm. get that from, you know, yep. just a money-making point of view. I really do get that, you know. But... uh you know, it just, it plays into the whole, you know, erasing of Asians in the world, mm-hmm. you know, just out and about yep. doing stuff. And, you know, I think there is something to having a lot of different role models. Because it's almost like at, what, at one point where you said, just as you said, like, they, you, we needed a big star. It's like, okay, how is an Asian supposed to become a big star if they don't exactly. even get the role in the first place? Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. <coughs> and we had... um Oh, I always blank on her name. There was another film. There's a a Caucasian actress was mm-hmm. was uh, cast to play a woman who was only half Caucasian. She was a quarter Hawaiian, quarter Chinese. Okay. Um, and this one was clearly just white. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was a big. But they checked know. it off and like, oh, here's our here's our quote diversity hire. There you go. Is that what they did? Or well, no, no. They hired the character was supposed to be half white, half half. Uh, sorry, quarter okay. Hawaiian, quarter Chinese. And they mm-hmm. cast a completely white actress to play this role. Okay. And they said, oh, no, I think they, I guess they said, no, well, because wow. some, some mixed people look really white, which is true, you know, That was I the guess. justification <laughs> yeah. for it? She's yeah, it really white, Hollywood. but she's actually... T- yeah, wow. yeah, it was a... Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, I always I try to tell this story and I always blank out on her name. We'll figure out, but I'm sure there's 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 some googling that can go on to. Yeah, yeah. when I hear These the name, types I remember. Of cases but of yeah, it. Yep. but but essentially, it's <clears throat> that kind of thing still going on, and you know, and you can't fault 
Asian actors because, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to do what they can. I think, you know, people are continually trying to come up with their own projects, trying mm. to, you know, change the industry that way. But again, it's hard to get funding for that kind of thing, but people don't think that it's bankable. You know? I think there's, here's, uh, the, this next thing I want to go into is going to mm-hmm. put a little smile on your face mm-hmm. because uh, I've listened to, uh, there's this podcast called The Whiting Wongs Podcast. <laughs> It is the creators of Ricky and Morty. So Dan Harmon and Mm -hmm. one of the head writers of uh, Chinese uh, American uh, descent, Jessica Gao, where they, the, it's all about writer's room and race relations. And they talk about it uh, a lot. And and Jessica's very, very pro, uh, you know, trying to change it from the top down. Yeah. And Dan Harmon is obviously, you know, yeah. There's one episode I think that you, uh, this was my favorite episode of it. They had, I know, I think his name is either Brasco or Bosco. I think his first name is uh, Danny or or Donnie. Um, He's the guy who played uh, Rufio in the original Hook. I don't know if you remember that, but he's Mm -hmm. uh, an an Asian American actor as a child Mm -hmm. actor. He destroyed that role. He was great at it. Mm-hmm. He he had a bunch of roles uh, later on too. But then eventually he moved on to become a producer. Mm-hmm. And his main thing was that he would hold a lot of seminars and a lot of advocacy for Asian American actors mm-hmm. and teach them how to get into the business, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. So the story he shared on that podcast was that uh, he had an actor come up to him and said, I loved your talk. I want to be the the first uh, Asian Will Smith. Mm -hmm. And he goes, that's awesome. That's great. That's what, that's a great aspiration to have. Mm -hmm. You should be aware of what you have, um, what he did and what you have to start going towards that goal. And so he Mm -hmm. started retracing Will Smith's career. He goes, Mm -hmm. Will Smith uh, was a, extremely successful uh hip-hop slash rap star Mm -hmm. for years Mm -hmm. before he even thought before they even thought of giving him uh, a role on fresh prince of Mm bel-air so he had maybe five to six years at the top of the rap industry in Mm -hmm. in, in that before he even did fresh prince of bel-air from that point, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air became, had to do like another like five plus years of one mm-hmm. of the top mm-hmm. sitcoms mm-hmm. at the time. On top of that, uh, someone, one of his producers or someone uh, uh, in Hollywood industry took the chance with Will Smith because of that success mm-hmm. to ca- cast him as the lead in Independence Day, which mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. broke uh, the mold as far as like, oh, here's here's the representative of defending earth mm-hmm. right, from right, annihilation yeah, right, and, th- right. and it was him and, and oh, the supporting like role yeah. and the supporting mm-hmm. role was jeff goldblum you know mm-hmm. so yeah. from there and then obviously there's a bunch of obviously we, we know like will smith's success that that went on from there mm-hmm. and then he also framed uh bosco he framed the conversation goes on and now you have all that mm-hmm. now even before he became uh Remember at the beginning, a rap star for for that time, his culture, the the African American culture, has over two. In as far as U.S. culture, has over two hundred plus years uh, of of culture as far as arts mm-hmm. that they produce when it came mm-hmm. to jazz, R and B, blues, mm-hmm. etc., etc., etc. All their musical stars that they had. So, Asians 
mm-hmm. it comes to, and then he, yeah. he, he switches to today speak mm-hmm. as, as far as content creation, mm-hmm. you have a lot to, you have a lot to catch up with when it comes to that culture. Yeah. So right. it's great that you want to do that, but you mm-hmm. have to be aware of the, the history of what had to happen in order for yeah. a, a Will Smith to, to just even become a blip on yeah. the map. Mm. And so at first it sounded like, oh, that sounds really meek and bleak of, you know, setting it up that way. He goes, mm-hmm. no, there are right now in different mediums, YouTube mm-hmm. content creators. Mm-hmm. I forgot mm-hmm. the exact names of them, but they do things where they, they, uh, they, they review video games or they play mm-hmm. video games or they're, or they're, they're creating their own sketch comedy shows where yeah. kids, mm-hmm. when you grew up, you watch saturday night live you know you saw what mm-hmm. was on tv now yeah, kids right. can immediately when they turn uh, turn on and yeah. they and they're watching you know twitch or or all these streaming things they see yep. everyone not just yeah, yep so yeah. they grow up just seeing like oh my god here's this incredibly popular star blah, blah, blah. oh he just happens to be asian yeah. but like their first yep. exposure to it is like that's an incredibly popular star yeah and then mm-hmm. they don't associate it with that book that years and years ago, Oh, the submissive, <laughs> right. the submissive, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the stereotype. It's just, here's this guy on, on top of the world or girl on top of the world with millions mm-hmm. and millions of views and saying, hello, YouTube world. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's their initial exposure to it. goes, that's, and they have to start with that and keep, and just basically go out there, just keep creating content, keep creating, keep creating, keep yeah. creating, because yep. you need to catch up to what yeah. everyone else has done. Yeah, so. no, that's, yeah, I like that. That was my favorite episode. So. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I've got to check that out. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh if anyone picked that up, my, uh, obviously the Amazon Alexa has, uh, D- doesn't know about the Asian American struggle. <laughs> so that, oh, I don't talk know about what, levels. Jeez, jeez, stop listening in, government. We understand that you're trying to keep us down, but Jesus, wow, it's part of the plot, <laughs> the conspiracy. But, but, that's that's what's pretty cool, though, about mm-hmm. what's happening now. You know, there's not just one pathway to things. You know, which I think is a big difference you know kind of going back to you know talking about my parents Mm -hmm. and how there was a period of time when i questioned what they did and i certainly don't Mm -hmm. you know at this point um haven't for a long time but you know at when the time when they were here there really was kind of one path for them to go you know they came over as academics like that was the way you know Mm. one career path you know um, I mean, not necessarily that it had to be a career path like mechanical engineering, but you know what I mean? Like you, you find a good career and you stick to it, you know, you blend in, you mm-hmm. bring your kids up to do well in school, you know, because that's what was available to you. You know, you stray outside that and it was literally dangerous, you know, mm-hmm. um, could be physically dangerous to mm-hmm. stray outside of that. And, you know, I think things have really opened up since then. You know, I know it seems like a weird thing to say now when things it's are so racially tense yeah, in this it's, country. It's, it's definitely but. different. There's, there's definitely a lot more opportunities. And mm-hmm. I think what happens, though, especially because you did uh, bring up social media, mm-hmm. is that everyone is hyper-connected. Mm-hmm. So when everyone gets that hyper-connected, it's kind of, you're exposed to every single idea constantly. <laughs> and, so, and so it could be good. 
good Some, ideas or bad ideas. Oh or it gosh. could just be, <laughs> yeah. it could be a good idea that just actually for, in the case of that kid, probably annoyed uh, uh, the, the, the soccer dad who passed down his views down to the soccer kid and then yeah. it got taken out on your, your, your son. <clears throat> so when it, when it comes to all of that, it's more so it's, it's, it's different where there's all these avenues and everyone's due to that hyper connectivity and everyone's the conversation is always there. So it's either you get tired of it and you stop or it's like the, the, the battle just, Oh, it's always happening all the time. No, no, it's not. These kids are just trying to play soccer, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. um, man, it is, it is a different time. It was, it was something I wanted, I wanted to bring up as well too. When it comes to, social media kind of going into the that's another thing as far as like it never gets turned off as far as yeah. the bullying or the yeah. harassment because yep. you in, in your time mm. where yes you've you've had that harassment i'm mm. i'm sure at a certain point you can probably go home shut the door right yeah yeah take a deep breath and yeah. you were all right i'm done with it for the day the next day is yep. is ready versus you know, it's always these on now, kid, yeah. now your kids will sit down will come and shut the door. But now like the phone is always on the internet, never sleeps. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's uh very different. And as you know, bullying is a big deal now. The, uh, yeah. I mean, my kids haven't really had, well, thankfully a whole lot of experience with that. Um, Jack had and, that, that, one guy will you're against Americans. So, hmm. yeah. That's... Well, I mean, in terms of the, the social media stuff, oh, okay. you know, yeah. um, I guess my daughter has had some of that, but you know, she gives it back to people. <laughs> but that, it's also, it's but... hard to, it's hard to monitor that, you know? I mean, I know there's, there are all these different apps you can put on your kids' phones and all that, but you know, I, I think, think I think what you just said right there, though, where you said uh, Madeline kind of just gives it right back to them. <laughs> she does. She's awesome. You know what? She's awesome. At that point, you you monitor what you can, but at, uh, eventually, it sounds like she's f f fighting and countering as as well as I think so. I hope. Know? I mean, we from hope what so, I yeah. know, she is, and mm -hmm. I just hope whatever else comes up, you know, because you can't you can't monitor everything going on, and you shouldn't because mm -hmm. they need to learn how to handle stuff, you know, it's tricky because, you know, you, you don't want them to get in over their heads, but, mm -hmm. you know, you may not know until they are. But what it's other probably because you, 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 you worry know? that, like, she's attempting to handle t too many things on, on her own and eventually, you know, just, just talk to me if you need to yeah, talk to yeah. me. Yeah. Because it could be a lot. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And she's, you know, she... I give her credit. She, mm -hmm. you know, I think I was a much grouchier 14 year old than <laughs> she is. <laughs> She's very nice to me, you know, and she talks about stuff. She's got um, a great outlet too, as far as uh, intelligent and creative, as far as her art work yeah, goes. Yeah, right. And yeah. you talk about content and creating. Too, yeah. And musically Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. So. Yeah. And I, I tell both of our kids, like, you know, enjoy it, you know, and appreciate it because a lot of, you know, you go through life wanting to express yourself. You know, everyone does. Everyone wants to express themselves. Mm. But, you know, there are a lot of people out there who don't know how, who can't. They can't draw. I can't draw. You know, oh, my thing is music. A, you're but, hitting a big point you know, here. Keep going. Yeah. So if you can express yourself through both of my kids, or, <clears throat> you know, uh, 
have musical talents, you know, express yourself through your instruments. She draws so beautifully, you know, these are all, you know, gifts, like enjoy them, appreciate them. You know, it's, you know, because sometimes they grumble about practicing their instruments, which all kids do. I yeah. did, you know, but I'm yep. like, you know what? I get it. But man, like this is, this is such a great way to just express whatever's going on. When it comes to art and creativity, it's the practice sets the rules for you to get better so you can express yourself even better. I think that's the, yeah, that's a good yeah. way to put it because I don't enjoy practicing like mm -hmm. jazz guitar or whatever, yeah. but I know that if the thing that the, the dangling carrot at the end of the thing is, uh, um, if I get this down, it's, I'm, I will have more tools and a, and a larger musical vocabulary to, yeah. to work with in order to express what I, I, I I hear or I'm feeling, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. and that's I realized that, that much later on. I, know, I, right, I realized right, that right. much <laughs> later on. Yes. Yes. But no, I remember grumbling about practicing when I was a kid. Yeah, I was about know. to ask that, that, that soccer kid again, uh, does, yeah, does he do actually, anything besides soccer? Yeah, it was or? actually lacrosse, but oh, I, I I'm don't sorry, know. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. it's okay. It's not actually oh. a big deal. Outside um, of, does he do anything else on lacrosse? Uh, you know, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I don't know that kid well. Yeah, I know. Maybe he needs you, something you, else. You, you, know? you can play nice, Felice. I'm the one that gets to, you know, I'm an outside party. I get to judge. This is my podcast. Well, so. it's only it's only because, you know, publicly I, I would never I name the kid's name. But, of course not. You know, honestly, privately, like, you know, my friends in town, you know, mm -hmm. anyone in town, you know, I'll name names because I feel like, you know, you don't get to just say mm -hmm. what you want to say and then hide under a white hood there yep. are no white hoods yep and i don't mean to sound so harsh about this kid because he's still a kid yeah and like i say to my son you know i hope for his sake that he learns because it's going to mean yep. it's going to change his life for the better you know so i don't mean to to demonize him oh. as much as his parents i'd love to name his parents you're not i am don't worry please I'm but that's this. my thing. It's like you know what you mm -hmm. want to say horrible things you don't get to hide under your white hood I would even go as far to say that um, the source of that, like why would someone lash out that way and mm -hmm. say such horrible things? And uh, two things. One is exactly what you were talking about, the beauty of art and and being having the discipline to hone uh, a said talent, to properly express mm -hmm. yourself, mm -hmm. that you could probably be, you know, the, the, a, a great lacrosse star or insert physical activity or just something else star where you're told to be it. But then there's just another part of you inside, and pretty much everyone who's gone through art has felt this, mm -hmm. where you just don't feel like you're drawing the way you want to, or you feel like you're mm -hmm. not singing or you're not writing the right words or mm -hmm. lyrics mm -hmm. that the way you want to. And that's something inside you that just wants to get out. Mm -hmm. And even non-art related, it's probably a bunch of something inside you where you read a story and you want to yell out like, no, that's mm -hmm. not how that goes. And, and there's like this mm -hmm. inner voice that wants to shout out and wants to properly express mm -hmm. themselves. And unfortunately in, in today and i've gone on this diatribe before the the main medium doesn't allow for proper full expression of that what you mm -hmm. like you comment you repost something right so you yeah, end up yeah, just yeah. parroting mm -hmm. something where it kind of describes what you're feeling you kind of mm -hmm. link to it but it's not mm -hmm. exactly what you're feeling and even if it does mm -hmm. like oh wow this this expresses what i'm thinking so well it doesn't mm -hmm. express what you're thinking yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. So then it's something right. where, where uh, again I say, um, um, yeah, 
bring them onto a podcast where you get to, all right, sit down and hear you. I can tell with certain topics that when you were talking about them and you just, mm-hmm. I just sat back. I'm like, go ahead, please. You go right ahead <laughs> where it, you released it. It, you said in your own words, you said the way you wanted to, you know, and you get that, you get to have that expression and to express uh, an idea of something that either wronged you or you felt extremely passionate, passionate about. And then I would say maybe for a lot of people, they don't have that or they, or they would, I would, I would almost want to like, as I said, maybe not this parent, but any, anything where, uh, we were thinking of like, oh man, what, why would they think that way? And spread mm-hmm. that type of message. All right, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love for them to just sit down. All right, go ahead. Why do you think that way? And then mm-hmm. let them maybe maybe they'll say like a headline or a clickbait mm-hmm. title or something mm-hmm. that they've mm-hmm. read somewhere. And then if it's if if that's it, I'll be like, really, that's it? Yeah, that, right, right. Why don't you think into that a little a little further? Mm-hmm. Versus, and this has happened in, in in the past where I've 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 talked to people where like I'm so surprised by your political affiliation because everything mm-hmm. else on paper mm-hmm. it should point you this way right right and then the long story short of it and I, I talked with this uh, uh with with ben is that mm-hmm. the this yeah. friend of mine he had a, a family member that right. wronged him yeah badly yeah and at that point that, that's yeah. why that's why he he, he has his stance amazing and i yeah, go amazing right, right. yeah and I thanked him for telling me that because at mm. that point, every single discussion we had, it was clear. Right. Even if yep. I disagreed with uh-huh. his points, I knew exactly where it was coming from. Yeah. And then we could get somewhere versus uh-huh. why would you think this way? Because I, I had everything else here points this other way, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, summary of the last five minutes, just talk, like, <laughs> like allows, like talk to Talk to people, people just yeah. really yeah. sit down have not and talking doesn't mean, you know, typing out right, a, right. a thousand words on Facebook or tweeting at them a hundred times. Like right. if you can <laughs> talk to them, cause I would, I would love to pick yeah. this, the people's minds when it comes to that stuff, yeah. especially when, when it comes to something race related or whatever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I think talk to people, but also, you know, people need to be, they need to be more critical in their thinking, like hmm. more analytical. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I mean, which, you know, is pretty much what you just said, but, um, there's, a. you know, I think a lot of times you were talking about people, um, not being able to express themselves through yes. music or whatever. I think a lot of times people don't realize that they need that. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, I went through a phase of that where, you know, my background is, you know, IT, that's what I was doing, and I was really unhappy, you know, and it got to, that's how I got into acting, because, you know, I did I was, not know this, by the way, yeah, your no? background was in IT, no? Yeah, 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 my undergraduate was architecture, but I actually never went into it, my master's was in management information systems, so I worked in This is going to be IT. another 24-part podcast later on. <laughs> But please go on. I've had like three careers. I'm mm. on my third career mm-hmm. now. And actually, I want to move to my fourth. But that's that's a whole other story. So first career was IT. Um, but yeah, just, you know, getting back to kind of needing to be, 
I hate to say in touch with yourself because it sounds so new agey, but, you know, kind of analyzing yourself. You know, I was in this job. I was good at it. I was making a lot of money and I was mm -hmm. miserable. And part of it was just I, I didn't like the corporate um, structure. Like I, you know, I didn't like the politics that went along. Like I just wanted to go in and, you know, analyze the business and build applications and, you know, just do the work. But there was so much political stuff that had mm. to go on, as you know, you, mm. you know, all this. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, and I was miserable. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of just decided, you know, I, like it kind of hit me at one point, like if I keep doing this, I'm going to be a wreck. You know, it's just, this is not going to end well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because basically I was, you know, I made good money. I was single, you know. Um, and I'd go out and, you know, I'd party with my friends, you know. And that was kind of my outlet, you know. And I was like, that, that's not a healthy lifestyle, you know. Then I'd go back to work, <laughs> I'd work, party, work, party, you know. Um, so I just said, you know, I got to just find out what makes me happy, you know. Yep. So I started to take all these classes. I'm going to take classes, you know. Um, there was a you know, Massachusetts College of Art was right there in Boston, you know. And it was funny because I signed up for, it was um, a sculpture class, like a metal welding class. Because like, that sounds cool. I'm going to yep. learn how to weld metal and build these big sculptures, you know. And um, I don't remember if the class got canceled or I didn't get into it. So I had to just pick something, you know. And I was like, yeah, I'll just take acting. I'll try that. And these were just night classes, you know, I'd go to after, after work and, uh, fell in love with it. And, um, and it really changed everything. You know, I kept doing it, but it was okay because I had something else that I loved, you know, you know, a way to express myself and, you know, um, that's and a lethal combination in a good way. <laughs> Because you always hear the term the starving artist. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, but you, you had, yeah. but you had, what you get to do is you get to have a something very solidified. You basically yeah. did what my dad would like. He would love you that you did it. Oh, <laughs> fall back on that. You right, want to be, right. you yes, want to be a rock right. star. Go ahead, <laughs> do what you want to do. Fall just back plan, just right. make sure you have something that'll give <laughs> right. you like some right, money. Right. You, that, you know, get that so accounting now, degree. But know? this is amazing right. because now you've got something where like the the work that you do instead of. Like, I'm sure you're hating it, but now it fuels something like yeah, your passion. Yeah, fuels yeah. Fuels it monetarily, at least. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah. And there's something to be said for that. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I was able, you know, after a certain point, you know, I was just doing, like, community shows and, like, you know, unpaid stuff. You know, what you do as a beginning actor. Don't under... And like, like pe people would, you know, I, I know where you're going with, with, with that, mm -hmm. where... where it, it sounds like, you know, to the public view, oh, that's just like, you know, wishy-washy work or something. But every, you oh, no. when it comes to art, art, especially acting or music, you take every gig. Yeah. Every gig that you can. everything. Yeah, you do everything. And you should. Mm -hmm. You should, because that's how you're learning. You're, you're not, and you're you not know? above that. Yeah. You know? oh, you're no. not above any yeah. of those. No, so. no, no. So I was using. Good uh, on you. So, you know, it, and it got to a point where I had, because of all that enough experience, I started building connections and I had the money to be able to say, okay, this is my end date. I'm going to just go for it. Um, so for me, it was year 2K, awesome. y, Y2K. Okay. Yeah, I had mm -hmm. a Y2K job and that was perfect. So it's like, it has a definite end date, you know, Y2K hits like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> In more than one way. <laughs> yeah. <of an ending. laughs> right. So it was kind of nice. Like it was kind of forcing me out of the nest, mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, you got to yes. do it. And then I gave myself, I think I said two years. 
Like mm. I gave like just for myself because I was like, look, I don't want to be, you know, not to denigrate anyone, but I don't want to be a struggling actor when I'm 80, you know. Um, so I gave myself a couple of years because I was totally unprofessional at that point. I said, mm-hmm. I got to get my SAG card. I got to mm-hmm. get my equity card, you know, and then we'll reevaluate. But if I don't have those two things in whatever the time limit was, then, you know, we got to we got to change gears. Mr. Hobbs um, is checking in on you, yeah, as we said. My buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. Anyway, I guess mm-hmm. the whole it kind of went off on a tangent. But no, that's the, the not, beginning that. of it was just that, you know, I feel like, you know, and I'm not saying it because, you know, oh, look at me. I'm so great. I figured it out. Just, you know, I was struggling. And I think everyone struggles. And you got to find a way to, <clears throat> you know, look at yourself. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> like not blame everyone else. Like I, you know, I probably went through a phase of like blaming the corporate life and blaming, you know, ah, you know, you know, just how everyone the world it. is structured. Yeah. And everyone I was like, does You know it, what? Yeah. No. Like you got to figure this out, you know. And I still do that. Like like I said, I I need to move on to my... I'm a personal trainer now, I'm boxing mm-hmm. coach. I'm ready. My employees are listening, not anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, you know, I don't think it's a shock to them that, you know, I'm going to move on to something else, like more back to my nerdy roots, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's okay. Like, I think everyone needs to be able to kind of look at yourself and, you know, reevaluate. It's important. And with that, I think that is amazing, uh, kind of a closing uh, advice thing. In fact, yeah, I don't even have to label it as closing. You did, you did it naturally yourself. I don't even because, want to say advice because that sounds yeah. like I'm giving you know too much weight to my words. No, I'm just kind no, of rambling no. on about you know. No, 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 no. Because that's it. It's it's something that has to be said, in in my opinion. Because there's stuff that everyone kind of implicitly thinks, you know, these are lessons that, oh, everyone should know it. You know, it's, quote, common sense. Yeah, right. right but right. these type of uh, your, your experiences that you just outlined, uh, some uh, I would say every single one of them has to explicitly be said. Because yeah. what, how people, you know, oh, it's common sense. Well, how many yeah. people you know have common sense, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I say it because I have to remind myself, too, you yep. know, like I've been doing the personal training thing for, and it's. Honestly, it's been great for now because mm-hmm. it's flexible, you know, pays pretty good. The, yep. the, the, the pay's good. The hours are good. You know, I can be with my kids. Like, I cannot complain. But it's not something I ever went to school. I mean, I, I yeah. have certifications. Like, I, I take of it course. very seriously. Yep. But it's not um, It's not what I envision myself ending my life doing. I you know you. what I mean? Like, it's time to... And I need to use other parts of my brain. So, I keep... I guess the point is... You know, I'm not saying I've got it all figured out. I'm saying I need to keep reminding myself, look, reevaluate. Like if you're starting to be unhappy about certain things, look at yourself and we, figure we're, it we're, out. we're cyclical people. Yeah, I, I, I know yeah. exactly what it's talking about. And Jess right. will uh, attest to it too. I've uh-huh. had, I, I go, I just rotate. There's a jujitsu yeah. phase. There's a music phase. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, a computer's phase. Say, you've got the, there's you've something got that else thing going on. And it just, it, part oh, of the music it just and, keeps yeah. going around where yeah. you, where it sounds like right, going big with uh, the boxing phase as well too. And, and, and training, which yeah. to, to, to be honest, I thought that's what the meat of this podcast was going to be about, but, Oh, wow, okay, the, yeah. a, an amazing curveball that you threw that <laughs> well, I think everyone just went, wow, <laughs> you know? Well, I think uh, I have to thank you because when you guys first invited me, mm-hmm. you know, I was very honored, but I asked 
Jessica early on, like, you know, what do, should I do something to prepare? Because I'm a big planner. Like, I like to prepare, uh, like to, you know. And she was like, no, just come talk. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, like yeah. it was a little freaky. Like, no, I need to prepare. But then I was like, you know what? Like, I've heard your podcast. Like, I know you're a good interviewer. And it's not just interviewing. Like, you're mm-hmm. you're good at kind of guiding the conversation, giving it structure. So I was like, you know what? I bumble, not, I bumble through enough <laughs> where I, I bumble enough where I make, I, I set the people up to be uh, amazing. Yeah. And no, you know. I, I give you credit because mm-hmm. yeah. Cause you know, even, you know, just driving over here, I was still kind of thinking like, Oh crap, <laughs> like what should my focus be? Like, you know, what, 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 what should we talk about? I was like, you know what? Just let, let Eki handle it. Oh, I appreciate. He's, well, he's you pro. handled uh, uh, a bunch of it. In fact, uh, you did two hours. I don't know if you knew wow, that. Wow, no, yeah. I did not know. That's crazy. And uh, and as Sorry. the our uh, <laughs> of namesake of the podcast <laughs> makes himself known. Yay! How you doing, buddy? Oh, okay. I want to thank you though, because we'll, thank you. I definitely want to have you back on, especially since we've uh, whole other areas we've, we've yet <laughs> to to touch upon. But it was. Uh, fascinating and very revealing i want to thank you so much oh, for thank you for no, providing thank all you. Of that. this is such a luxury just to sit and like talk you know thank you it's very enjoyable thank you very much Appreciate it. that is all everyone man you never know what people deal with growing up through life until you get to sit down with them we hope you enjoyed what Felice had to share with us. As always, you can get in touch with us at Dear Warren Podcast at Gmail, Instagram, and on Facebook. So, as always, thank you for listening and all of you of your support. We love you all. And maybe, just maybe, we will see you next time with the wonderful Jessica. If we're, you know, not busy or doing stuff or life hitting us with whatever. We're the Midweek Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>